All right. Welcome to another episode of 35 All Grip. Today's guest, Anthony Fliss. How you doing? Pretty good. Hell yeah. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Stoked. I have a little intro I wrote out for the people that might not know who you are. I can't wait to be embarrassed. Anthony is a quintessential East Coast legend. He's been in front of the camera and behind the scenes in the downhill industry. He's a rad dad, a master carpenter, and homesteader. So, Anthony, (laughs) I just wanted to start off. um, If you could tell the people at home where you're from, how you uh, got into skateboarding, and uh, more specifically, downhill. Uh, I'm from just outside of D.C., just in the suburbs, and, uh, I mean, there, you know, everyone had skateboards and bikes and things growing up, and so all my friends on my street, we all got real into skateboarding, and, uh, I don't know, everyone, everyone at one point got longboards, and so I got one too, and, uh, then everyone got into music, and I didn't really, I was playing in band, but wasn't like didn't have a drum set or anything at the time so i just kept skating while they were like playing music and i would just go exploring bomb hills and then yeah just didn't didn't really stop i guess hell yeah do you uh do you remember the first hill you bombed uh i mean just the driveways like i don't know my buddy amar's driveway was the steepest one in the street so all right. We'd always go and skate that one. There was one. I remember there was a hill, like after we all started getting longboards, that uh, we, would, we would skate over to that was, I mean, at the time, super gnarly. You're like 10 or whatever. And I remember like this lady just screaming at us that we were going to kill ourselves. Cause, you know, no one has helmets or anything. Like I think someone was on a street deck. Someone had a like eight foot piece of plywood with uh, like trucks and wheels screwed to it. Like, you know, just doing kid stuff. Um, And it's funny to go back to stuff like that and just be like, huh, like this little thing. Started somewhere. No, that's legit. I don't know. uh, I thought you were from, I guess Virginia is pretty close. Yeah, I mean, it is Virginia. Um, Okay, yeah. It's just like, you know, it's northern Virginia, so it's not like, it's just one big sprawling suburb outside of D.C., you know. It could be like anywhere. Okay. Who uh, who did you start uh, longboarding with in the early days? Uh, I mean, it was like my buddies on my street, and then my friends at school. So I went to Catholic school from like kindergarten through uh, middle school, and uh, my degenerate Catholic school friends were also into like skating and punk and ska and uh so we would hang out and go longboarding a lot and then we would go to uh i don't know if you remember when vans had skate parks and malls but van vans used to have a bunch of skate parks around the country and like malls and there was one like 30 minutes away from us so we we started going there a bunch and they had like a like longboard day 
one they're like old school and longboard day okay yeah and uh so like going there and seeing like a bunch of dudes with gray hair like skating the bowl just like oh fuck you can like skate forever sick i want to be like that <laughs> but this like weird like day where they're like booths set up and, and all and we met this dude uh anthony smallwood who his little like art and like skate booth had a a big red x which i don't know if you know what that is is chris chaput his board brand like early 2000s was like big red x and it was like a production drop through board it was like one of the first like production speed boards um and I so I did not know about this. Yeah, so it was just like the speedboard that I'd only seen like on the internet, just hanging on the wall or like on the chain link fence or whatever. And it had like giant flywheels and randles. And I was like, "What?" And we got to talking to this dude, and he started. Turns out he had like organized like the DC downhill races like, back in like what was it two thousand and two thousand one, and like he had like. Him and his buddies like skated like with all the dudes in the gravity games and shit and like traveled around to like EDI races. No kidding. And uh You got you you caught like a glimpse of like a whole nother Yeah, like literally like because <laughs> I remember seeing that stuff on TV and then like just randomly running into this dude at this skate park, like <laughs> and uh so he like turned us on to like there's a bunch of slalom skaters in the area too that they had a whole slalom series. So, uh, my mom would like drive me to these slalom races in a park and ride parking lot, like in Maryland. And we like, she would sit there and read a book and I would like race slalom for the afternoon. It was very <laughs> silly. And, uh, yeah, between that and then like Smallwood, like, I don't even know, like if he gave us his number or like just told us like, a website to check out. Maybe that's how we found out about Silverfish. I don't know. But yeah, he he was like the gateway into like, you know that thing you've seen on TV like once or twice? Like, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the most rad and most flaky dude. It, Smallwood, if you hear this, I know that you would know that you are very flaky, but I love you. <laughs> Shots fired. And well, I have him to thank for a lot, dude. Like, I don't know. I'm repping the shirt. Yeah. What, this is a... Uh... <laughs> DC DC yeah DC downhill club and yeah so that's why we did the DC DC tours and they're like he did a race in the zoo in downtown Washington DC um I can't remember what video in the zoo it was like an access road for the zoo like a maintenance road oh, and this is okay. in like I can't remember if it's 2000 or 2001 I think it's 2001 um i can't remember what video it was in it was in i think if you find it on youtube it, it's labeled as a lanyards video but it's not it was like a quebec video like the the brand quebec okay and uh there's a clip of i think it was chaput won it do you know what the the name of the event was we can i don't we can look it up i'll we'll i'll include it in the show notes if uh yeah if we come we... across it but no kidding so that was like 2001 they were doing a race at access road in a zoo yeah 
And then I, I think uh, they weren't able to do another one because, like, they did it in, like, August, and then, like, September 11th happened, and then, like, it was DC, and you couldn't do events and things, so... Understandable. Yeah. Um, no and that was also when everything kind of, like, that whole wave of, like, downhill on TV kind of, like, faded off anyway. Yeah. You know... I never, I never really saw downhill on. I don't remember seeing it on X Games, to be honest. I don't remember. I like don't I know. saw it after the fact when I got into it, and I was like, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how I happened to catch it. I guess we, like our little like group of little kids, were like into like watching that shit on TV. It's so legit. Well, uh, how old were you at this point when you're going to slalom events? Hmm. Well, I couldn't drive, uh, so I don't know, I was probably like 13 or something. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think of if I was in high school. I had to have been in high school. No, I, I probably started in middle school. I mean, I was probably like 13. Um, That's so legit. Yeah, it was like... I've never been to a slalom event ever. Dude, like, what, so the thing, slalom's actually really hard, and like watching a middle-aged dude like in the slams you take are so brutal because you're fully upright fully committed to gripping as hard as you can Mm -hmm. so like when you slam it's just like you just take the whole thing and watching like these middle-aged dudes that they're like paper pushers they work a desk job you know but they've been skating since like the early 80s or whatever and just watching these like like someone's dad like they could have been my dad and they're just eating it so hard man it was brutal. Yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen a couple slalom slams, and I'm like, I don't. I'd like to do one. You know, it's really like, fun. I would, I would, I would absolutely do one. You know, probably gonna slam, but you know, we'll see what happens. So, yeah, that's why they make they make special cones that like are supposed to like go away when you hit them, so they don't get stuck under your wheel. Oh but my it gosh. still happens. That can happen so easily. Oh man. So, when did you switch over from slalom events to going to more like, I guess, downhill or like slide jam style events? So, slide jams probably didn't exist for a while. So, okay. So, Smallwood turned me on to an event. There's a park that they closed the road down in the winter. And, uh, God, why can't I think? It's in Virginia somewhere, but, uh, so they closed the park down, but you can park at the gate and like, you know, do the hiking trails and stuff. But they did slalom on one hill and then he was going to run a downhill race on the back hill. But I think there it snowed like right beforehand, so we couldn't run the race. And um, so, or maybe we did skate it and no one wanted to race. It was pretty gnarly. There's a left with a guardrail on the outside. There, there's photos of it. Um but uh, Ian Comishin, who uh, ran Quebec Skateboards, came down to write an article for Concrete Wave for it. Or like maybe he was just on a, a business trip and like tagged that on too. And uh, so I was definitely, I was probably like a junior in high school at that point. And the he you know ran this article and there's like photos of me and my like high school friends like in concrete wave skating this hill because i had like uh like big like big puffy winter coat on uh it was too cold so instead of a helmet i had on like a winter hat 
and like <laughs> gloves. And I think I was still on my like flexi sector nine too, bombing this hill. Like, like I was like so green, just like, oh yeah, we'll go check this out. And uh, yeah, Ian was so rad and he put us in the magazine and it was just like, like full stoke out, like getting this weird glimpse into the world of like weird skateboarding, you know, Concrete Wave like did all of the like not mainstream skateboarding stuff. Did you, were you aware of Concrete Wave at the time? I don't. I think I'd been past a copy or two from like the slalom guys. And then you're just like, are you in an issue? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think at that point, I I think I had, I knew about it th- through all those guys, and like Silverfish was really a thing at that point. I think that's how a lot of it was getting organized. And because uh, I remember going to Barnes and Noble and picking up issues of Concrete Wave, which is weird. That's so rad. There's not, yeah, I don't, I don't think Concrete Wave, are they around anymore? I'm not even sure. No, they've been gone for a while. Yeah. Such a bummer. No kidding. That was something I was actually going to bring is, uh, I have uh, a couple issues of Wheelbase Magazine. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. Because I've got like a stack. I was, the back cover was a comment ad at one point and I like took a stack of them. (laughs) Yeah. Save those, pass them around. Um, that, that's so rad. I uh, I'm trying not to skip ahead too much. I know it's it's hard it's hard it's hard to say chronological, but we that could... that was probably like well like 2005 or something. Okay. So this is uh, this is like pre YouTube. <laughs> it was it was pre YouTube. So what's funny is one of my favorite downhill videos from then was the 2004 Danger Bay video. And because it was like the first time seeing like, like that race was so rad then because that left looked so hard and people just eating shit and like the party. And like, I think they had a slide contest. So like, it was like, it was sick. Like people like throwing axes and like huge bonfire. It's like, whoa, like this is what I'm into as a, you're living in the suburbs and i wish i could go live that life did you did you ever go to danger bay you go to i've Canada never been ever? to danger bay yeah me neither but looks sick yeah i'm looks trying to think if like rewatch it how are you watching that um i think jody wilcox had a website that he had a bunch of videos on like that he just like hosted on his own like i want to say it was like nuac or something like that Okay. Like Northern Underground something or other. I'll have, or, to, I'll man, have to check that out. I might have found it through Coast. You know, like Stryker's website back okay. in the day because Coast was like awesome. Also, shout out to NCDSA, Northern California Downhill Skateboarding Association. Is that what that was? Shout out. That was, that was pre-Silverfish. The like the most basic online forum and just so you'd see all of the main names and downhill posting on NCDSA like back then in the speedboarding forum. And so you see like, you know, Rick Clutie and uh, Jimmy Flint and like a bunch of, bunch of people. And I always think about it because Rick Clutie would type in all caps or like going between caps and uncaps and just, you know, all of the like funny misspellings and he was the most stoked fucking dude. 
still is the most stoked dude and i was so hyped when i got to meet him because he was that in person too good old captain america i didn't get to experience any of this online forum stuff this is so cool it was awesome it's everything like i wish it could go back but also like yeah whatever (laughs) like i don't know where to look to find events but like i'm thankful that like you like just posted the like east coast like or the the like our region oh yeah event list you know like spring yeah it's everything so like convoluted now it's it's there's almost too much information that is hard to find that's why i like don't i don't even know about things dude i'm like still on like all the like group threads and things and i just like i just miss it like if i knew about it ahead of time i could put it on the calendar and like bring riley and like i probably wouldn't be able to skate but like i'd be able to like hang out yeah but it's definitely things are not like i don't know readily like out there as they should be well there's there's no there's no media outlet or like no like magazines like you're saying anymore so it's like without that kind of media presence to um we're just kind of like fending for ourselves yeah to put it all together no even though we have this insane like mediums to show each other things but yeah we're working it out we're working it out but uh what this is like pre-silverfish yeah i mean like that was when silverfish was first coming up like um yeah so then so when things i feel like really started taking off and so like when i realized silverfish was super powerful or i guess when it became super powerful was uh i want to say it was 2006 i found this neighborhood that they were building in Leesburg, Virginia. I can't remember the name of the neighborhood. I'm sure back then every house started at like 2 million um, because there's giant McMansions on giant lots. But, uh, you know, not too many houses have been built. There's Mm -hmm. no gate. (laughs) So this neighborhood was so fancy they had their own horse stables. You know what I mean? Like they had the community horse stable. Oh my gosh. Um, And all the the names of the roads were like black gold and like, uh, you know, like... Like, weird shit like that. Like, things just flaunting their money. Um, but the the hill was Beacon Hill, and I ran an outlaw in the summer, and, like, six people showed up. But of the people who showed up, Adam Colton was one of them, who I didn't know lived near me until he just showed up. <laughs> Good Lord. Okay. And so the hill's actually, it's, uh, you kick in, and you get up. It's like a 50-mile-an-hour bomb with a left sweeper that you're like on the edge. It's like scary. It w- Back then it was scary to full tuck through and then uh, right bend to an uphill. Like you didn't need to know how to stop or anything. Like we didn't know how to slide downhill boards yet. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Like, so we were going like 50 and didn't know how to like slide. Like we were, it was still foot break era. And uh, so Adam Colton and like a, a couple other people, like mostly people that I knew, um, and Adam Colton won. He had leathers and a motorcycle helmet, and he was on a Dervish proto, like a flexi Dervish proto. He's like, oh, it's a drop through. It's fine. And he won, like wobbling his ass off. Like we were all like so sketchy. And it was sick. Um, and then like literally the Whirling Dervish video came out like two months later. And I was like, oh, I know that park that they filmed this in. Like we skate that hill. <laughs> he, he lived like 15 minutes from me, come to find out um small world yeah when i was in college uh i ran a like 
through the summer i ran these like uh weekly skate sessions we'd meet up at the skate shop every friday night or saturday night we meet up when the skate shop closed fuck around you know everyone would buy what they needed and then we would go like skate for a couple hours and i would like when the skate session fizzled out i would go to or whatever party wherever the party was but uh adam sikowski was coming out like every week for a while and it was super cool because he's like really fucking good like he is so much better than i think anyone like realized and he was just like super mellow just like didn't really talk just hung out wanted to like do cool power slide shove combinations like it was nothing that's so rad wow what a like epic uh six person outlaw Oh, dude. So, so I did that. Uh, and then like in the, I was like, okay, that was pretty successful. You know, like we, you know, like at least like did something like a bunch of people like saw that we did it and we're like, oh, that's cool. If you do it again, like we'll come. It's like sick. So I planned one for, it must've been like November. It was cold. And, uh, like over 50 people showed up and like a bunch of people drove down from like the New York city area and shit. And like, we're like, hey, where can we like stay? Where's like a place to camp or something to like stay for cheap? And I was like, I don't know. This is the suburbs. Like, and I had to think back to like Cub Scouts. And I was like, oh, you can stay at this other place that's like still like just like 30 minutes away from, but like whatever. And it was sick. And I was like not prepared. Like somehow I got like prizes and stuff, like, like swag sent to like give away. Like I remember there's a longboard Larry board that was like Whoa. first prize. Whoa. Um, like, so that's when Silverfish, like, high stake, really high took event. off. Like, because, like, that was when Longboard Larry was, like, really, like, making awesome shit. I mean, like, the, that dude probably still does. But, like, that was when he, like, really came up. And, yeah, that was a sick event. What was that What was that event called again? Oh, shit. What was that called? I don't know. I probably had some clever name for it. Like, <laughs> you, know, you know, like you do. Um no, but uh, there's a video of it. The soundtrack is um, Cake, the band Cake. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to say it was Ned Shank, who is a dude from, um, I, don't know, I think he lived in Connecticut or whatever, but he drove like Brian Peck and Alex Newton and uh, a couple other kids down. And uh, that's that's like how I met those guys. And like Anton Miliotti came down from like Philly. Like it was wild, dude. Like people like drove and it's like, you know, a quarter mile run, you know, like, <laughs> just, I mean, it was fast like... and it, it was it was, for the time for an outlaw that was legit. Um, and that's how like everything kind of blew up and how I like how like the network like really like kind of expanded at that point. It went from six people to 50. <laughs> the next one like whoa guys i thought it'd be like 10 yeah and we, d- we did a slide jam that time too uh and that's when like Earthwing really started blowing up yeah steve kong came down that was when i met steve no shit um shout out steve kong yeah shout out steve love you dude. hell yeah um yeah I, I remember showing my sister the video or one of the videos and she was just like she like couldn't really understand she's like wait why are you giving that guy a skateboard it's like well, I organized the race and he won. And like, that's <laughs> like, I, I put this whole thing together and she's like, I don't understand. Like what, huh? <laughs> you just got a bunch of people from a couple States away to come ride skateboards. <laughs> like it like did not compute. It is funny. You're like, yeah, I don't know. 
It's what happened, man. That's, uh, I was, I don't want to skip too far ahead, but I was coming across some videos from, you know, pretty far back. I guess this would be YouTube era. What's, uh, what's, is it, uh, Mountain Lake Road or Lake? Yeah, Mountain Lake. Yeah, what's up with that's, that? That's where I, like, actually learned to skate downhill. Like, that's where it went from, like, we, like, could make it down runs. Like, that's where I learned how to slide my downhill board going fast. Like, I went 60 without knowing how to slide a skateboard. Or, no, I could slide a skateboard, but it was, like, we did tech sliding. Like, I did not know how to slide a downhill board. But we were going out to this road that <laughs> it was the road to band camp. Uh, like, where we did marching band uh, camp every summer. And because uh, uh, we found this road on Google Maps, or maybe it was MapQuest back in the day. And uh, I drove great, out. Great website. I drove out with my buddy Justin, and maybe his girlfriend came with us to be the shuttle driver. And uh, we get out there. The road's not paved. It's just gravel. And we're like already like 40, 45 minutes away from home. Like, Fuck. Like, we just came all this way. And I was like, well... I know this road, the road that goes to band camp. If we just drive another like 25 minutes, like we can, we can get there. And <laughs> it like, I, I thought it, in my mind, the turns were way gnarlier, but when you're riding a school bus, you know, like every turn's kind of gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that road's like 60. It's pretty sweet. It looked, uh, it had a lot of guardrail on it. Oh, Mountain Lake has a lot of guardrail. It's a very dangerous ass road. Oh like it's gosh. like it's mostly chicanes that are just like fairly blind. It's like so backwoods. Uh, the resort at the top uh, is where they filmed Dirty Dancing, the original Dirty Dancing. No kidding. Yeah. Um, Great movie. Yeah. So we only ever like at that point that was. So speaking of Danger Bay. Uh, my buddy Justin, who found Mountain Lake, um, he went to Virginia Tech, and so that road's outside of Blacksburg. And uh, so, you know, we both basically moved out into the Shenandoah Valley to go to college, and he found that road. And so I started going down there, like, as much as I could. And, uh, yeah, we... Uh, so the kid who won my outlaw... In, in Northern Virginia, Dane, he was the first person that I saw that like could actually control slides on his downhill board. And he was from Roanoke. And so we kept in touch with him. Um, so, okay. Fuck. Mountain Lake. So before we found Mountain Lake um, and before we started really doing a ton of mountain trips, uh, like 2007... Me and Justin and our buddy Michael Rubin went and we took a train from D.C. up to Vermont for Mount Escutney, which was uh, a race that only happened once. It was way over the heads of basically everyone that was there. Like so many people got hurt. They moved the start line twice. Um, there's not enough hay. It was oh hairpins. Gosh. Sanctioned though? Yeah, it was GSI, Gravity Sports International. And... Uh, so at that point, it was like the same list of characters that were at My Outlaw were there. And um, 
fuck did we do the north carolina trip before that i can't remember it must we must have that was gonna be that was gonna be the next thing i, I was uh gonna get into i didn't know where that lined up with it, it's uh yeah it's it's around that time i think it, oh shit hitting the mic um <laughs> yeah uh I'm pretty sure it was like spring breakish 2007. Like I was a senior in high school and Dubes Eldorf and someone else organized a free ride in North Carolina. And somehow that dude Ned Shank that drove like all the homies from the New York City area down to my race, they were going and Ned's like brother or something had a cabin outside of Boone that they were letting us all stay at. And so my buddy Justin's dad drove me and uh, Justin Metcalf and my buddy Brendan down and we like skated for a weekend. Like my parents let us take Friday off of school so we could drive down. We we met at Mellow Mushroom in Boone. No shit. Like we literally, we got into Boone. We didn't know there's a ban on skateboarding in Boone. And like, uh, we like hopped out of the minivan and just started skating around just like, Oh, where are we? We're in the mountains. This is crazy. Like we're high school kids. Like what the fuck? And like, we got there before like everyone. So we're just like cruising around, seeing what's up. Like, it's like, Oh my God, everything's a hill here. <laughs> Everything. And, uh, yeah, I, the only thing we really skated a lot, cause it rained a bunch and that sucked. Um, and dubes like didn't trust anyone at first. So like the first road we skated was like something off the parkway that was like 30 and straight, <laughs> but we didn't, we didn't know we all hopped out and we just like threw on our leathers and shit and like, uh, like went for it and like pack rode it and it was like, Oh, whatever. And then he was like, Oh, okay. Everyone's fine. And then we went and skated, uh, 181. I think it's 181. Is that a road? Did I just make that that number up? Um, I can tell you the the way we normally get up to surf spot. It's that road. Uh, man. You know, you turn did off you like. Come a, in for, did you come in from Boone and you were at the top of the run? If you if you're coming from Boone, you know, you turn right on that uh, down the road that turns to eventually to gravel to go to surf spot. But if you keep going. Because that turns like in, in the, the valley in the bottom of like two fairly big hills. But then if you keep going a little further, there's like a three mile run that like there's like a 55 mile an hour straight and it's just like sweeper city. God, I'm trying to remember. <sighs> I want to say 181, but that we'll also 181. We'll, 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 we'll fact check this. After, yeah, I, know. Okay? I can pull out, a, I can pull out the, my phone and look at the map. But, Sometimes uh, road, I'm like. I'm so used to road names. I'm like, wait, what is the actual road? What is the actual road? Yeah. It's... There, was the event on this road? Or is this just like a road you're going to go skate? Um, it was like one in the loop that like Dubes had put together for us to like go hit. And I, I, don't, I can't remember what else we skated, honestly. Um, I know that that was so good to all of us that we like went back the next day. Yeah. But it was like three like van three like minivans full of dudes. Like I, I wish I could find I could probably find the group photo on Facebook somewhere. But like it was like twenty some people. Like it was sick. 
I did not know Dubes was like in Boone and stuff. That's so cool. He was in Florida at that point. I don't I don't know how he found all this stuff. He must have had family or something up here. Um, because I know that he also like he didn't trust us. He went and skated Hawk's Nest. Like, oh, that's yeah. I only found out about it after like later talking to people um about that road about skating Hawk's Nest. I was like, oh yeah, I think Dubes skated it. Like he didn't want. He didn't think anyone could handle it, which like we couldn't, like for sure. We would just smoke shoes, which is awful. Um, so speaking of Mountain Lake, when I would go on trips to go skate with Justin and skate Mountain Lake, I would go to Walmart and pick up a fresh pair of shoes because I knew I was smoking a pair of shoes that weekend. Dude, you were actually foot breaking like that. You had to. You'd fucking die. Jeez. And we didn't know how to slide yet. Like I literally like I watched Dane do it. Like uh, so, so Roanoke is sick. Dane lives in or lived in Roanoke, and uh, so he like skated roads with hairpins, and he figured it out, and that's like 2007 or whatever, and it's like fall 2007, spring 2008, when like we learned how to slide our downhill board because I watched him like come out of this sweeper and just slowly take it into a pendy, where like you know he's already down, drop knee, holding rail, and just put his hand down and just like eased into it and brought it back, and I was like fuck that's how you do it like that's how you like figure it out right there you just ease into it out of a sweeper like that going 50 you just had to see it i just had to with see your it. own eyes yeah because it's like i knew how to drift around a corner at that point like because it's just like you just grip and hold on for dear life and it just you just keep going yeah. a little bit <laughs> and like i got i was really good at doing that for a long time um and then yeah watching him is just like oh yeah like that's how you learn to pendy and then from there it's like you can do that into the corner instead of like whatever like foot breaking for like a quarter mile <laughs> and uh yeah the evolution what I've, i meant to ask you earlier so you're you're starting to figure out your slides at this point do you remember like the setup you were on like wheels board trucks like what, what were at you that on point, at this era um i think i was probably on my bozzy this dude that skated slalom with all of us had a board company that he like mostly sold through Silverfish, and he had a board called the Mad Bomber, and I had him custom for me cut a drop through in because I'd seen someone else do it and I did not have the like tools or knowledge to cut a drop through in, but it, like it already had the cutouts so like like your wheels wouldn't bite if it was drop through. Okay. And it was like a nine ply with like a ply or two of some black material that I don't know what it was, but it like helps stiffen it. Um, and that board was sick. I still have it. Um, it, the nose is epoxied back together from hitting a parking garage wall. Um, yeah. So I was on that with, I think Randall DH plates with 180 hangers. Cause that was, that was the jam back then. And then, uh, flywheels like 83 mil flywheels the green ones oh sick. it's like this probably third gen so there's the amber flywheels and they he poured them in green and then he reshaped them so they had like actual like little lips um see that this is like this is like og intel right here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I remember when when we got like actually good at um or started to actually get good at skating downhill and we're skating mountain lake a lot. I remember buying at cost a whole like shitload of zigzags, like when zigzags came out from 
the shop that I worked at. Oh, hell yeah. Cla- classic or reflex? Before reflex, so classic. Nice. So you, you get the nice swirly ones. They slid awesome. They'd leave lines. They're really good wheels. Oh, yeah, dude. Classic thing. I'd ride them today if I could. I don't. I think ABEC 11 made a comeback. I don't really know. I think they're only making the reflex thing. I Because I, I, I think they had some old stock because I remember seeing gumballs on there and being like, oh, yeah, those wheels were fun, too. Those definitely had to just be like lost in the warehouse or something oh i'm sure they probably just didn't sell well at all after like 2008 or something um that's that's sick that that sounds like a cool setup i would love to take a look at that uh that board you got yeah i'll get a picture or something it probably had a like 32 inch wheelbase or something like that because i know or maybe so after that i bought the the shop that I eventually worked at that doesn't exist anymore is East Coast Board Co. They had on the wall for a year, or I don't know, maybe like two years, they had this pocket pistols downhill board as a top mount. And it was, uh, the graphic was uh, a really cool print of Dwayne Peters. It's super classic Dwayne Peters shop where he's like downhill and it's like 1980 or something. He's like this looking all fucking punk rock. And that was the graphic on it. And uh, it was like, that was right when everyone was going from like Evos to being like, oh, maybe top mounts are actually a way to go. But it still had like a 30-inch wheelbase. That's so rad. So I could have been on that skating mountain lake too. It's uh, And that thing was only like an 8-ply with like a 30-inch wheelbase. So it had a little flex to it too. Because I know that's what I, I know for a fact that's what I skated at that first like GSI race at Mount Escutney was that board so i was probably on that skating mountain lake too i don't remember what was between that and comet but oh i went through a bunch of boards i went through a ton of boards in like a couple year span i don't know so cool i'm I'm like learning about your pre-comet like setups i'm like whoa what it's (laughs) whoa (laughs) it's funny though because like so you like i met you when i was working at comet and like everyone here in Asheville knows me like post comet or like maybe from when i came through like um like some some people were still at app state when i was traveling through on comet tours but like i had probably peaked before (laughs) i worked for comet honestly (laughs) like yeah i don't know like 2009 was the best season for racing for me, but I don't think I raced a single legit event. It was all outlaws because <laughs> everything died on the East Coast that year. Well, no, all the legit sanction races died, but we had an outlaw like every other weekend for like the entire summer. It was sick. That's so sick. So you you were con- were you continuing to throw events here and there, like when? Yeah, uh, I feel like when I first moved out to college i didn't do anything for a few years like living in the dorms and stuff which which college uh shenandoah university okay yeah it's uh i went to the conservatory and did music production and recording i was checking you out you're quite the percussionist oh yeah i was looking at your shit dude there was sponsor there was sponsored ads on here like i had to watch like a 30 second you had to watch an ad that's funny i I hope you're getting money i hope you're getting kickback for my views I hope so. I I haven't seen it. I I remember uh, clicking the button to monetize my YouTube account in like I don't know like whenever they started that. <laughs> I've ne- I haven't looked at it probably since. <laughs> you might be sitting on a mountain. That, yeah, I think. 
I saw the video of you. Uh, you didn't have a shirt on. I know that. Oh yeah, dude, shirtless playing uh, marimba solo with four mallets. Yeah, so sick. Yeah, dude. I, I don't think there's air conditioning in that uh, concert hall. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably honestly also just came in from skating because I would like. I would get done with classes and go skate for like a couple hours and then like have to hit a practice room um, or like, you know, do homework for hours. And that's like what life was for college. Just just uh, marimba and skating. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful life. It was, dude. Uh, yeah. I wish I had a marimba at home right now. I'd play the shit out of it. Well, no, I'd rather have a vibraphone. They're pretty fucking badass. I would love to have like you you should get one of those and someone needs to like make an edit to you playing the marimba. <laughs> I didn't know you I didn't know that was like a a hidden talent of Anthony. I didn't know he had Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't played drums probably since I lived in Ithaca, I don't think. I haven't set them up in the house we live in now. But whatever. I'd come play I play drums too though. So My uh should have been a guitar player. Oh well. <laughs> My my drum teacher in college was the coolest fucking dude ever. Like, the flyest black dude. Like, always had the, like, coolest fucking clothes. Um, he would straight up just be like, why are you playing like a bitch? Like, <laughs> just, like, like full-on call you out on shit. And he is awesome. Like, one of the best teachers I ever had. But at one point, he was just like, man, you know, you're either, like, going to keep doing this for the rest of your life or you're going to leave college and you're never going to fucking touch an instrument again. <laughs> and like my senior year i like set up the job at comet and then like hardly touched my drums again <laughs> and it's like 10 years later or whatever hey i mean i'm i'm glad you know it, i'm bummed but yeah. i'm also glad you didn't too because you know. yeah i don't know it's all the same thing it's all it's all jazz one way or another so that was uh, your so you're now at shenandoah u Playing marimba, skating downhill, just like living it up. And uh, are you are you still going to like you going to North Carolina or anything? You going on trips still? Like when? Yeah. So that that's going out to to college. Like gave me the freedom to like be able to dip out for the weekend and not have to say anything to my parents. So that's when it. That's when I really started traveling a lot, and you know the friends that I had made through that first big event I threw like that meant we had all the connections to start like going places and staying at people's houses and all. And, um, like I would have buddies come through and like stay in the dorm room or whatever. And, um, then we would go skate the roads that I'd found like out in the Shenandoah. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of like what events went on then. So like 2007, I did a Scutney and I did Munsville. And I took second at a Scutney. Uh, Nico won. Um, the most mind-blowing thing was actually watching... Uh, oh, God. Mike McOldrick. I don't know if you watch any old Mike McOldrick uh, Lanyats videos, but he was, like, one of the dudes that, like, really took soft wheel sliding, like, free riding, and, like, like did that shit. And I watched him do a 180 stand-up on an Evo across the finish line in Vermont, and was like, what the fuck was that like i didn't know how to pre-drift i hardly knew how to like i m- like maybe knew how to pendy maybe 
And I just watched him do a stand-up slide on an Evo across the finish line. Like, I mean, the finish line was right after a hairpin, so he wasn't going that fast. But like, he was sliding the corners. He wasn't foot breaking, and it was just like, like brain brain explosion. Yeah, just like the the control. Yeah, it like didn't make sense. Um, yeah, I, I took second out of Scutney because I just survived. And then Munsville that year, I did well because. I want to say I was like fourth in points for GSI that year. GSI, I think, had two races. So, <laughs> um, oh, what, what did I? I wasn't on the podium. Maybe I was in semis. Was this the same year Munsville? I saw a video of like K Rhymes and Louie there. No, that was 2008. Okay, was that um, the year after? <laughs> yeah. That dude, I was right there and watched that happen. That was one of the sickest things, like to this day, I've ever seen, like go down downhill wise. Um, like that attempt for a pass at that point in time, like Louis just going for the slide in front of K Rhymes that just foot break the, the right, just fucking going for it full speed and just paying the price. Oh, yeah, because on fresh O tangs, like those wheels had been out for like two months, like. I don't know, man. Like it was the balls. Like, God, respect to Louis. Louis the fucking man. Yeah, shout out um, Louis. I, yeah, that, I, I was right on the outside of the corner watching that. I got knocked out in like the second round or something because like that's when ra- like racing was like still really big or like getting bigger right then, and so it was fucking heavy. I think that was the year. Was it two thousand? Maybe it was two thousand seven. I don't know if you know who Raggy is, but you know like Team Green, like yeah, Scoot. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, Raggy and those dudes were partying so fucking hard and he had like set up his like sleeping bag on some boards in the rafters of the pavilion yeah. at the, um, the Legion. And I remember him like fucking like basically falling out in the morning, like and throwing up, like just still hammered dude. And we were up at the top about to take the first practice run. He goes and throws his board down at the line and his front hanger just rolls away from his board. Cause like, it just like, I think his kingpin was snapped. And we're just like, we gotta we gotta ride with this guy? Like what the fuck? <laughs> like, like he's still hammered. His board's not even together. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Back when you could drink all night and still do good at a race. Oh yeah, win the party and the race. It's yeah. So very, when, very when, hard when, to achieve. When that flip happened and I realized everyone was taking racing really seriously is when I was like, oh, I don't I don't know, man. Like everyone on the line with me is like fucking like has fire in their eyes and i'm just here to have a good time i don't <laughs> I w- come on guys i want to I go home like with all of my body parts still functioning i think oh yeah but, i mean I, I yeah i hear you I but hear yeah you so that. but then 2008 um that's when i got my custom suit um uh, that yellow suit that's like yeah. super fucking skinny on me. I can't fit in it anymore. Go figure. I could hardly fit in it then. And uh, arrow, arrow though, nonetheless. I was very sure. arrow and looked like I needed to eat something. <laughs> um, I forget. Yeah, people would always joke about that. But I went to like Munsville happened that year, and I flew out to uh, Mun or Maryhill, and Maryhill that year was IGSA championship. Um, I know Kevin won. I remember my goal just being to not get beat by Brianne, Brianne Davies. 
who was like at that time the fastest girl. And I was just like, like I knew that I wouldn't win or anything. Like there are so many good people. My first heat was like, uh, Patrick Rizzo and someone else. It was like two people that were like pro as fuck. <laughs> I was just like, first heat. Yeah, first heat. Just like yeah, no, got smoked. But I was just stoked that I qualified, and I like qualified like two spots ahead of Brienne. <laughs> like 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 hardly you know like barely and I was barely like, which is like you know like i would not be embarrassed to get smoked by any girl now because fuck like i am sure most of them are faster than me now <laughs> but oh back then it was a lot more uh macho feelings i guess okay no igsa world is it was it world champion? Or yeah, it was world champions then. Oh my gosh, two thousand eight was tough. So um, you brought up Danger Bay. I never went to Danger Bay. My buddy Justin went. Um, he was the first one that got a custom suit, the Syeds, and um, yeah, you can see in the Mountain Lake video, like he had him on. And he crashes out and looks down at his GPS that was uh, strapped to his shoe. And he like calls out however fast the GPS had him going. after falling. Yeah, he like he like eats shit in front of the camera. Like I was filming in the corner. He gets up all stoked. He jumps up. He's like fifty five or whatever. Like he's like woo, and then like throws his board down, kicks back in. He's like fuck yeah, um, going for speed. Yeah, like that's a scary ass corner because it's blind, so you got to stay in your lane. But it's like a fifty some mile an hour chicane. Um, but anyway, so he flew out to Danger Bay. I think he stayed with Kevin. Um, and after the race, so one of my other favorite videos from that era, Louie did a two-part video series of their trip from L.A. to Danger Bay. And the soundtrack is uh, Offspring from like the Americana album. And, Classic. Uh, and Justin had some clips in it. I was like, fuck yeah, Justin. Is there like skating the BPs and stuff? Like back when like people were just figuring out like free riding. It's like, fuck yeah, Justin's got like a couple 180s in here. And, uh, but they went to skate Mount Baker and Justin hit like some gravel and went off the road and like almost died. Like severe traumatic brain injury, was in the hospital for a while. Like I remember his girlfriend calling me to like come over to like talk and shit and they had to cut his leathers off and Kevin was trying to get him to not cut his leathers off because they were like a brand new custom suit. And he's like, no, dude, I'll I'll show you. I can get him out of it. Like, but you know, paramedics are not gonna take chances on that shit. Like, he had a brain injury; you can't move him. So they had to cut him out of his suit. And, good uh, lord! Yeah, he's still with us. He's a good dude. I haven't seen him in a while. He came down and visited me um, after we bought our house. I took him to Paradise. He hadn't skated in a few years, and he was like, oh, I don't know, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's chill, dude. Like, there's no cars. You don't have to worry. You can go as slow as you want. And it's just like, yeah, but paradise, like you still smoke wheel, you, you'll smoke your wheels going slow. So, yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. What a dude, that's, that's awesome. You just took him to, to dice too. Like, yeah, man. Well, I didn't know. Uh, yeah. I like wasn't even sure what to do. I was like, I only really want to skate closed roads right now. Cause I live here and we can do that. Like, and he, he hadn't skated much in like years. So it's like, it is a closed road. Yeah. It's like right there. That's, I love that. Well, not not him getting hurt. That's just uh, 
going out there, seeing your seeing your friend like getting a few clips in the edit. Yeah, no, I was so hyped. It's like the kind of thing that like you know you you watch like like the live feed from Argentina or whatever. Like I was hooting and hollering. We were sitting, oh look, yeah, looking at the beach, like watching Ashley, and I was just like, woo! Like I was so hyped watching that. Show. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, it was like that kind of feeling back then, like hyped for the boys, you know. So this was uh was this two thousand? It was like two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Okay. So then two thousand nine. There are no sanctioned races on the East Coast at all. Um, but everyone stepped up and threw Outlaws, and I think that's when we started Beast Coast, too. Yeah. So that's that's so 2008, I think, into 2009 is when we realized that we could go to North Carolina, too, I think. And that that was really, like, I think that's when we started going down there. It was definitely 2009, but down here. We live here now. <laughs> was uh, well, yeah. was this? Uh, did Rumple Flat Rumple Flat Spot happen that year? Yeah, that was two thousand nine. Okay. Um, had you had you gone down to North Carolina between that event and like in two thousand seven? I don't think I had. Okay. Um, but that was when Madison Blake was really starting to map things out, and he's the one that created the website beast coast longboarding and then um you know everyone yeah everyone was really stepping up at that time that's when fat dean really came up um anton threw a race in some suburb of philly and that's when we all met dean and ray and like their crew from harrisburg and then there's like all the people up in uh like massachusetts and stuff um, Shout out Fat Deans. Dude. <laughs> like, without Dean, sorry, a, real lot quick. Of, a lot of the scene wouldn't have fucking happened on the East Coast. Like, I don't know how many times, like, the amount of times people would just be driving and just call Dean and be like, hey, we're kind of near your house. Can we stay the night? And he would just be like, yeah, doors unlocked. It was wild, dude. So rad. I don't want to, like, skip too far. We'll get We'll get into... I mean that's like right around that's like right around that time though that was 2009 because we did okay, TMMR okay. that year and uh, I think that's what I was kind of alluding to. That's when to. Pencil Tunky happened too. Okay. Pencil Tunky was a sick race. Rob McKendry was living on the East Coast and uh, Dean and Ray threw that on and Rob McKendry was there, who so sick. Oddly enough, also knew Anthony Smallwood from back in the day from traveling around racing like EDI races, and uh, yeah, so. <laughs> other cool thing about smallwood was he uh so he's a photographer he worked for like nat geo but he always kept a shift working baggage at the airport so he could get uh free flights and he would hook us what up. a g he would hook us up every now and then with his buddy pass which means though that uh you're flying on standby so you're banking on uh someone either there being an open seat or someone missing their flight so you're just in the airport with like the bag on your back and like whatever is in your arms hoping you get a seat and like just trying to make that shit happen it's it was awesome and it sucks when you miss your flight that's so, a little nerve-wracking yeah but pencil 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 tucky pencil tucky yeah i never heard of that yeah that's uh that's what they refer to like all the sticks in pennsylvania okay it's like okay where where the rednecks live, you know. 
Um, yeah, that was a good race. It was just like a, a left bend into a straight bomb that was like 55. It was a drag race. TMMR was sick. I was checking out some videos from that. It actually looks pretty fast. It was. Uh, that chicane was pretty gnarly. Um, I met Aaron Hampshire during this time too because he was living out east. Um, and he like it was funny because he went from being the Grom then to then moving to Colorado and getting so fucking good and being racer boy. Um, Hell yeah! Shout out Aaron. We're doing a lot of shout outs on are. this episode, There's... but uh, you know, well deserved. So. We got a lot of people to get through. Still, <laughs> yeah, we, still... uh, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even like hit when like I like yeah whatever, but uh, yeah. So 2009, I like got to live at school for the summer. We like rented a house and the lease started like the end of the school year through the summer. So I worked at the library and we would just like literally every other weekend, it was like I was on a podium at an outlaw, won enough swag to sell between then and the next event to pay for gas and like fast food for the next trip. And that was like that entire summer is so sick. We went to Montreal a bunch of times. I think that's when Keith Rebhorn was interning at Comet. So I went up there a bunch caveman caveman hell yeah yeah Keith's still one of my favorite people i miss him i was watching an old uh tmmr vid and i was like is that jeff chapel wait that's not jeff chapel that's actually the person i forgot that yeah he sold his letters to jeff because they were like the same exact size um it's like it's it's an imposter yeah keith was another one where like he took a trip for like a week out to colorado skated with those guys came back and was just faster than everyone (laughs) <laughs> it's like what the fuck dude you just he you're saw, gone for a week came back and then you just like you're smoking us saw some shit learned learned a few things so i wanted to go back to the rumple flat spot because uh we talked about this in wills yeah no it's, <laughs> it's so infamous too. dude it's infamous and i think i i took one run before we got kicked out of that spot um i'm trying to think if that was the trip that we took one trip down in uh, skating bookstore. The cops rolled on us. Um, and the night before, I probably shouldn't say things like this on the record. But either way, uh, I was skating and buddy, my buddy King, who, it, it was a different trip. We kidnapped him for this trip. Uh, he he literally like had his skate stuff and nothing else. And he was like, just come with us for the weekend, dude. We got you. We'll pay for gas. And he just like came with us. Um, but we got rolled on by the cops, got pulled over at the bottom and, um, the cops look over, he was driving my car, like didn't know anything about the car or anything. The cops like, what's that? The cup holder. And there's just a can and you can only see the top of it in the cup holder. And he's like, fuck, we were drinking last night. Is that a beer? Wait, I got a, I got a guest question about this actually. Oh really? Yeah. No fucking way. Yeah. Hold on a sec. This is perfect. Oh, awesome. I'm pretty sure this is the same thing. Hold up. I hope so. Hey, Dan. Thanks for squeezing me in. Um, Flip, uh, I was talking to Ona Bono, and uh, we were wondering, whatever happened to that road beer in your um, <laughs> when we got to North Carolina and get chased by the cops? Or, or was it a Fanta? I don't know. What was it? I'm pretty sure it was actually a root beer. <laughs> Neither. Uh, it was none of them. But there were probably road beers the night before, so he was actually pissing his pants like, I might be getting arrested right now. <laughs> Holy shit. Shout out, King. Yeah, thanks, King. 
Good, good work on the background check there. <laughs> I was like, I was going to play that a second before. But I'm like, I don't, this might be a different trip. I don't know. But yeah, it, so that was a different trip. Rumpel Flat Spot. Um, yeah, then I remember we were, I was so pissed off driving from there all the way over to Shire. I was like, where the fuck are we going? Like, cause it's all so back. That's roads. a huge, it's a haul, dude. It's like two different regions. And, uh, you know, I'd driven down from Virginia. Like, I probably had some other people in the car from, like, a different state. And, uh, yeah, and then getting beat by the Floridians. We were fucking pissed, dude. Like, so pissed. But you know what? We, so, you know, everyone's entry paid for the U-Haul. Well, we had the U-Haul for the weekend. We were friends with, uh, I think it's Dan Prajar and uh, maybe Madison Kyle, I can't remember Kyle's last name. Um, Kyle had a sick aero helmet that he had airbrushed, and I remember him crashing, and it like fucked up the paint job. Um, not Kyle K, different Kyle. He lived okay. he lived in Boone for a minute, um, but uh, they had the U-Haul, so we took the U-Haul and we took jungle runs, like just fucking schmegging jungle and bookstore runs, like the next day. Just the core crew. No, like, shit. we like totally like sniped it. Like everyone paid for our U-Haul for the weekend. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I like that turnaround. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. It's like, fuck, we're going to get beat by Floridians taking the U-Haul. <laughs> <laughs> this must be the video. Uh, I think it it might have been on your YouTube channel. I got I'll, I'll post a link. Uh, it, yeah. ha- it has to be at Jungle because there's like a U-Haul parked in a corner and y'all are like ripping around the corner. Yeah, we like corner sesh jungle for a minute. Like, I was wondering. I'm like, are they hiking back? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know. Um, because we still do- we still didn't know that many roads then, and uh, at that point, dude, a lot of people were doing pendies in the straightaways on jungle, which like you know, jungle's a grip and rip. It's, there's like the first hairpin, and then there's that one right hairpin that's a little sketch that I always just air brake in, in car for because I'm not trying to get run over by a giant truck. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So that, that was fun. That's epic. So y'all just really hit junk. What else did you hit? Did you go to any other spots? I don't know. I know that the first time I dropped in on bookstore, um, fuck, what do we use? What's the other name for bookstore? Why can't I think of it? Uh, um, little, little Swiss. Little Swiss. I feel like there's another name. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But the first time I dropped in, I was like, we came in from the top from the parkway. And I was like, okay what what do i do and everyone was just like don't worry it's just all grip like <laughs> it's 35 all grip it's 35 all <laughs> it's grip. literally 35 all grip <laughs> don't worry about it and then i started getting bump drafted to the front of the pack i was like i'm on sighting this guys like the fuck and i mean it's fine because like it, it literally is 35 all grip except for dog corner which is a little hairy but it's still you grip it that road just murders my legs Oh, yeah, no. Like, it's a 15-minute long run. We're like East Coast kids in like 2009. No, we're we're torched. <sighs> like, you know, you like sit down for a minute because you can. But that is like, what a what an epic road to go to if you're like, we're just trying, like 15 minutes? Yeah, and at that time, it was like we were looking for long runs. Like, like we were looking for long runs and fast runs. We were just getting into where we were like, oh, hairpins are sick now that we know how to slide. Yeah. So, like, that's when we started looking for hairpin runs was, like, around that time. When did you start uh, going to Ithaca? Going up, going north? 
So I, I think it was summer of 2009, Keith Rebhorn did his internship for college at Comet Skateboards. And uh, he was like telling us how rad it was up there. Oh, is so we met Jason who runs Comet at the very first Pagoda race. Like, so you know there's the Red Bull Pagoda race. Yeah. There was an outlaw at the Pagoda, or maybe it was a free ride. Fuck, who the hell threw that? I, I don't remember who put it on. Um, but Jason Salfi was there is like the year that he had moved Comet to Ithaca. And uh, he was skating that road on just like a double kick with soft wheels, just like cruising, doing power slides. So that's when we met him. And, and so later that year, Keith did uh, his internship up there. And that was when there were a bunch of Montreal events going on too that summer. So drive up to Ithaca and then drive from there to Montreal because from Virginia, that was like 14 hours or some shit. It was six hours to get to Ithaca and then another, you know, six or seven to get from there to Montreal. Um, So yeah, we did that a bunch. Um, And that's how I started going there. I was like, oh dude, Ithaca's sick. And then uh, I guess that's on one of those trips uh jason asked me to ride for comet and then i broke like three fsms in one day (laughs) oh no (laughs) yeah we uh we were skating that little like bowl in the woods is like an old like casting pond for an old frat house or something and uh uh there's a crack that i got a wheel stuck in twice in a row like i like (laughs) snapped the tail off went, went set a new one up and did the exact same thing like an hour later (laughs) oh my gosh um like yeah (laughs) that was sick sponsored life is going great (laughs) (laughs) i felt so bad i was like is this okay he's like yeah no we got we got plenty of seconds so um yeah i remember one of the one of the trips to montreal i uh i couldn't get anyone to cover my shift at the library and uh i like made something up about how i was going as a job because we were going to film a video for skating in Montreal. <laughs> and the, the like lady that was my boss was like, okay. You're like, this could be my moment. Yeah. And she is, she is like covered for me. And you know, I went and just skated all weekend. We, we got into Montreal late as shit. We stayed at AJ Powell's house and he was like, it's going to rain all day tomorrow. If you want to skate, we got to go right now. And it was like, 11 at night or 12 at night so we just didn't go to bed we went and skated all the like epic in town montreal runs like devil's toy and like all the hairpins and, and the, as the sun came up we were skating the cemetery keith ate shit and was covered in road rash and then uh we got taken to the american or the english speaking side of town to go get breakfast and uh, i just watched aj intentionally speak french to the like english speaking uh, server who like definitely also spoke French, but just to be a dick, because Montreal and French people and shit. Yeah, it's good times. <laughs> That's so yeah. rad. There, yeah. Were you just wait? Was there events or anything? Or were you just like, um, that in that Canada? trip that trip might that trip or there were events. So there was a dude, Fast Freddy, who did street missile racing in Quebec, and he did a little series. He actually. We should steal this for NC events. Um, Will, uh, this this is for you. Listen in. This is this is where you come in. Um, 
So for the start line, he had a boombox and it had a beat going. Um, so it'd just be like boom, 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 and then at the end of every like phrase, like every like I don't know, sixteen measures or something, that it would end with a like boom, boom, and then you would go, and that was your heat. What? <laughs> it was awesome. Um, I like that way better than the like uh, the string that they let go of and it snaps. Like fuck that shit. But uh, yeah, so he he had a race series, so we went up for a couple of those races, and that's when we went met uh, Matt K. And uh, he had all his crazy roads that we would go skate. Um, yeah, because the run that he broke his back on is sick. It's a neighborhood run with a bunch of hairpins. Who broke who broke whose back? Matt K broke his back in like 2008 or something like that. What? Whoa. Yeah. Speaking of other people that broke their back, Peter Croce, I was there when he broke his back on Lichens. You were there? I was there, yeah. That was a, that was one of those giant fat dean sessions. It it was probably around TMMR, honestly. I Dude. I couldn't remember I couldn't tell you which year. Shout out was, Peter and Matt. I didn't yeah. uh, Whoa, I knew about Peter's accident. I didn't know about Matt, to be honest. <laughs> well, yeah, he recovered and was like back skating full on, like, I don't know. <laughs> Jeez. He's like fine, I guess. Um Wow, you were yeah. at that Lycan sesh. Whoa. Yeah, Lycan's has claimed of some co- victims. I of was course also- you were at it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably did a big write-up on uh, Beast Coast about it. That was the other thing is we used that website as like a media outlet for like doing recaps of all the events and shit. So we'd go to an event, and then one of us would write up an article about it and like put some photos up, maybe you know share the... That was when YouTube started, so we'd share like video links and shit. Um, yeah, it was cool. Was this also... Uh- I might be skipping ahead. I was checking out uh, Kids of the Future skate. So Kids of the Future came out of like our crew that like we all had like the same mentality and like to travel together. So it was like Jeremy Ross and like Keith and Pat Shep and me, Chris Bono, Michael Rubin, who were DC DC area guys. Um, I don't know why we just we were always traveling together, so we started just putting our videos together and i edited a bunch of them most of them and yeah i don't know it was just like literally our weekend trips we would film and then we'd put a video out they're, sick. they're really sick i got <laughs> i you got the skatesgiving videos on there super epic i would like to go back and re-edit that footage and take out all of my dumb bullshit and just make it the skating no, I was enjoying it. I was like, "This is this is awesome." Did you happen to catch? I th- I don't know if it's on my YouTube or on that Vimeo for Kids of the Future, but there's like, I made a video that was just like, "Here's B-roll clips." It's just two minutes of just like us being dumbasses, just like in the car, like stoned out of our minds. Like, <laughs> like I'll have to go through that one. I was like, I was uh, I don't know. I, I didn't watch all of them, but I watched a yeah. lot of them. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, the kids of the future is actually a pretty good rabbit hole to go down. Oh, um, I, yeah. Because I was doing that up until like I edited the last video or two for that. Um, the last couple, I think the last four of them, I was living in Ithaca. Like the last two, I think was like just me skating in Ithaca, and the two before that were like the couple weekend trips before I moved. Like I literally so the 
I graduated college and had to do an internship. The week my internship ended, I knew I was moving that next Monday up to Ithaca to work for Comet. So that weekend, Nico Desmarais and his, maybe his wife, I think came through town for some reason. And we took him out to the mountains to go skate. Mm -hmm. And uh, so like, I went, I drove four hours out to go skate our loop out in the Shenandoah, drove home, went and saw RX Bandits play in DC at the 930 Club. Um, like I got to 930 Club and was fucking torched. Like I just skated all day with Nico, like drove four hours back by myself to go catch this concert for my favorite band. Like immediately oh hit a ro- Red Bull and vodka. <laughs> and then like partied all night with my friends that were at the concert. And then like, so like sobered up and moved to Ithaca. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like threw as much shit as I could in my little Malibu and moved to Ithaca to go like chase the dream. <laughs> I would not do that now. Like if I'm driving four hours, I'm like going to bed after. Oh dude, we were, so, we were doing, we were doing that those, as day trips a lot during that time. Cause I didn't live at college the like summer before my senior year. I like moved back home. Um, and yeah, we would just like, that's when uh, we met Christian Montoya from Peru. Christian Montoya, we thought was like 25 and he was hanging out with us. He was at a party at our house in college. And uh, my roommate, Karen, who's like my good buddy's uh, girlfriend, she's like, oh yeah, wait, so how old are you? And he was like 35. <laughs> we were like, what? We were all like 20. It's awesome. No one ever asked. We didn't question it. You're he, like, I'm not quite. He was a surfer. He was ripped and like he looked young as hell. Like he looked 25. We didn't think twice about it. That's uh, so legit. <laughs> yeah, there's like a ton of shit that happened in that time period. I, I don't even know. I was going to ask you about, uh, I think it's in Kids of the Future. What was up with the suit jackets? Oh. Y'all were wearing suit jackets. Like everyone's in a suit jacket. <laughs> um. I think it was our first, our first like real skates giving where like, like we actually like made that as the thing that we were doing for like that Thanksgiving. Um, Michael Rubin's uh, old family minivan, I think we torched the brakes. And so while we dropped it off at a brake shop in Boone, um, we like didn't have a, a vehicle or something. We had to like wait. And we just went in a thrift store and like bought like weird suit jackets. Like, cause it was all like, they were all funny colors. So we were just like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do this. And now someone's in like a green one and like a red one. And you yeah. got like the braided, like oh, <laughs> yeah, facial dude. hair. My beard's pretty gross right now, but like I've got kids and don't take care of myself. Cause I value my free time more than my uh, hygiene, I guess now. But, uh, yeah, no, back then I was just a complete dirtbag and had beads in my fucking gross goatee. The fact that no one told so me, like, legit. dude, no, why didn't any of my friends say anything to me? Like, dude, like, that looks dumb. <laughs> Whatever. It's on the internet, so you can go look it up and see how dumb I was. <laughs> I was I was having a good time. Yeah, it's, cool. it's funny, too, because I did that, like, after I, like, cut all my hair off, too. It's the only time I've had short hair since, like middle school like since i left catholic school and could grow my hair out i've only had hair short once and it was like after a bad breakup and i was like 
I need to redo my whole life. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I cut my hair Everything off and, and grew my <laughs> awful goatee out and put beads in it for some reason. But uh, I think it's sick. You should bring it back. I'm not far off right now. <laughs> but yeah, and I guess through all that, you know, just got hooked up with Comet and yeah between that and then i remember being a in a practice room one night and getting a phone call from a number i didn't recognize and it was dubes who at that point he had moved out i think skate house had just started and so he was living in the skate house apartment which was gnarly and uh he was working for paris and he was like hey bud you want to skate for paris and i was like yeah like so hyped like fuck yeah um yeah it was funny as hell that's... I went out to California at some point during that time. Yeah, have you have you been out? Did you go to LA? Yeah, I went to I went to skate house when it was in the apartment. Um, I got broke the fuck off on tuna. Um, Martin Segrist was at skate house when I went that first time in the gross apartment. Um, and it he was a funny ass dude. I went out. Max did a photo shoot with him for an ad for Skate Slate or something like that, and. Uh, I was just, like, there hanging out, like, watching for cars for him. It was cool. Whoa. But, yeah, no, I forget what happened. Oh, so. What happened on Tuna? Where'd you get broke off? In the dumbest spot, dude. Um, So, the very last right hairpin before the Malibu Mile. Yep. I forget why, but I got spooked and didn't want to do a toe side. Dude, people get fucked up in that corner. So... Well, there back then there was a pavement change and it was really fucked up right where you wanted to slide, and I still sucked. <laughs> I mean, like I was East Coast good, but it, I mean it was could have been two thousand eight, maybe two thousand nine. It had to have been it had to have been two thousand nine or later because I was on a comet board. But uh, yeah, I just remember not wanting to do a toe side. I got spooked. I uh, pendied in the straight um, before that very last right. And like hit something, lost my board, it shot off, and I slid straight into the storm drain and watched my uh, my toes bend all the way back and touch my shin. And uh, it was the most painful thing I've ever experienced. Um, yeah. So it's like my, oh, my you were, the run was over too. Basically. Yeah, the run was done, dude. Like I was like, I might as well have been shutting down. You know, it was literally <laughs> just to like cruise around the corner and like sit down through the, the rough shit. And uh, yeah, I, I just remember just screaming because it hurt so bad, and like it freaked everyone out because like, you know, seeing like someone screaming that that hard, uh, <laughs> it probably fucked up. Um. Yeah, Max took me to, like, the ER, I think, and uh, I remember, like, one of the losers at one of the races back in the day freaked me out about, like, telling people, like, telling doctors that you, like, got hurt doing a dangerous activity in case insurance wouldn't cover it, and that's not how that shit works, like, just always be honest with your doctor. (laughs) As a heads up, pro tip, (laughs) um, just just be honest, you won't get in trouble for anything, and, uh, you know, just don't pay your medical bills if you don't want to. Um, but, uh, uh. <laughs> but yeah, I'm in the ER, everyone's all like, oh no, you're bleeding. But I had like a tiny cut on my right shin, but like my left ankle was blown up. Was the actual problem? Yeah. And they kept being like all about the blood. And I was like, no, I like am dying on this ankle. 
And they took an x-ray, couldn't find a break. And uh, the doctor was like, well, I can put a stitch in your shin. Um, otherwise, you just need to ice it and stay off your ankle. And I was like, don't bother putting a stitch in it. Just one stitch, that's not worth it. And he got all pissy at me and just like fucking like walked off. And so uh, my ankle's super fucked. <laughs> wow. Like They really th- took care of you. Yeah, there's things that are torn in there that I never got checked out. I probably... Like it, it was hurting the day when I at work, if I go up and down ladders, like a bunch it like for like a day or two, it like I'm fucked up for a couple of days. So yeah, good times. Good, good memories. You know, just thinking back to that moment. The badass thing though, is there's another TMMR that year. So I went out to LA for spring break and, uh, it took all semester for my ankle to hear not heal enough to skate. And TMMR was at the very end of the school year. I remember, Calvin Staub was out from Colorado. They were visiting family. And Max Myers was there too. And uh, I won TMMR. And I like could hardly... like I still had an ankle brace on. And I couldn't stop at the bottom. I like just like... I couldn't put all of my weight on my ankle to be able to <laughs> foot brake and stop. And didn't want to slide my wheels. Because wheels were limited. And uh, you know we were starting to go to North Carolina. And like it, <laughs> it was bad. That was an awesome heat, though, because I remember it was like me and Calvin were out front. We were like neck and neck, and I passed him. Or he went to pass me and flicked me off, and then I passed him, and I put up, gave him the double bird, like tucking past him, and like barely won, and then I couldn't stop at the finish. <laughs> that is so badass. Uh, yeah, that, that was the peak of racing for me, and then I never did good in a race again. Well, okay. what, what year is this, 2010? Yeah. Okay. Well, you did. I was checking out the 2011 TMM, TMMR vid. Oh, maybe it was 2011 then. Well, that or you got. I don't know what you. One of them, I think, uh, Caveman won one of them. Whatever the one I saw. Oh, it could. Yeah, I. We did like three or four of them. Was, that was a good race back then. I had. Uh, this is this is totally random. I don't know if I was watching a video, a TMMR video, and. This I think this might have been on Garrett Kramer's YouTube channel. I was going through some crazy rabbit holes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I like where this is going. And it was just like start line, like people pushing in. And there's someone that pushes in and like kind of kicks her wheel or something and then tries to hop back on and then horrifically eats it and knocks himself out cold. Like they were laying Yo, face down on the ground. Did he, did he have an arrow helmet on? I think that was that dude Kyle um, from Boone. He might have had it. Or was that Mark Andreco? It I could have been Mark Andreco. I couldn't tell, but it, it was just like. Please, someone correct, like tell us, because I that's a yeah. Like I, I remember exactly what you're talking about, but I I couldn't tell you who it was. Like, <laughs> I got this. I'll link this in the show notes too. But I was like, this person's laying. I thought I thought they were just embarrassed. Or something. Oh, no. Knock like, himself oh, the hell no, out. Oh no, they're knocked out. I think that was I hope actually okay. Mark I shouldn't be laughing so much, but no, because the video I, said they're okay. Now that I think about it, that dude Kyle, he tore his helmet up at uh, boarding for boobies, which that was a dope race. Where where'd that go down at? That was in Maryland somewhere. The dude that ran Stalefish Board Company in Bel Air was a big part of it. I still have the shirt from it. Um, but I just remember there were some trashy girls peddling like some knockoff energy drink at the bottom. And that was I remember like doing a close up of them for the video for it. <laughs> um, Incredible. 
These are a lot of uh, like East Coast outlaws and things that I just, you know, I mean. Dude, it was a vibe. Like, we like lived that shit. It was awesome. Like, you don't have to, like, you can live in Asheville and not have to travel more than like two hours. And like, there's always something to do, always a crew to ride with and shit. Like, back then it was like, you had two friends near you and you had to drive four hours to go skate the mountains. Yeah. Or like, there was one time we went to an outlaw in Vermont. I drove with my girlfriend from college. Um, it was a 14-hour trip. We drove up to Hoboken, um, slept for like three hours at Pat and Keith's frat house while I watched like Keith basically get raped by his ex-girlfriend. Um, and then we went to Vermont. Like I drove back. It was like less than a 48-hour thing. We drove to Vermont and back. Like it was insanity. Like less than forty eight hours. Very chill forty eight hours. It was trip. a fourteen hour drive and we were there and back in like from Friday night to like we left Friday night after classes and I got back Sunday night. You I remember mo- you mostly just drove. I mostly just drove. Oh, the outlaw didn't happen. I forgot about that. <laughs> it it rained and we didn't race the race. Um, but like a bunch of us went out and skated anyway, and then they gave out prizes like like for some reason to other people while we were out skating and we were pretty pissed off about it. Um, yeah, but when did, uh, sorry to cut you off. No, no, anything. I'm just trailing off in no, memory I, land. I'm like, I don't even want to say anything. So I'm like, I just like where this is going. Like, it's just, <laughs> I, like, I just dude, like... the, the road trip life was very real back then, dude. Like I could drive, like I, when I would drive to Ithaca from Shenandoah, I would, um, it was six hours. It took exactly a tank of gas to get from Winchester, Virginia to Ithaca and my gaslight would come on pulling into town. And I always made it a point to not stop. (laughs) I would like load up on a big coffee and somewhere in Pennsylvania, I'd end up having to like, I'd be driving up 81, like somehow driving and pissing in a cup. Like, cause I just like was so excited to go skate and like get on with the trip. And like, that's just how it was. Like I, yeah, I'd fucking love that shit. That is so awesome. We were we were talking about the skates giving uh, videos earlier. Um, that we were looking through. You're on Comet these days. At this point in your yeah. in your timeline, was uh, didn't y'all do like a like a Comet DC DC tour? Yeah, somehow I, I got to put together a tour and. I wanted all of my Comet homies to come skate my favorite things. So, where did we start? I think we started flying everyone in to around Ithaca, and we we took the Comet van down, and we did the loop that we always did, hit hit the skate parks too, because there's a handful of really good skate parks over there. Um, <laughs> so, that one's most known for, um, you know, the Reddish Knob Run? Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So, the the image for that whole series was us partying in the corner, Jared sliding through the corner, drinking a beer, shooting a BB gun off. Um, that's at Reddish. That's at Reddish. Oh, I, it's in one of the hairpins. We stopped and did like I a, know the exact pit. I was yeah, yeah. We yeah. we did a corner sesh for the video. I can't remember if that was before or after everyone got broke off. So we uh, we were skating. It was last run. We were skating out last door. And uh, Will Seal 
like I was leading the pack. I stood up and then a couple people behind me stood up. Will Seal got sucked into everyone standing up the draft uh-huh. and just plowed through and smashed me and meat sledded me. And then it took out almost everybody else. I like I got ground into the fucking pavement. Uh, Will somehow he like busted his lip up like, and you know the whole plan was weird, going as cheap as possible, as camping and stuff. And like I had to call Jason and be like, dude, we gotta get a hotel. Like I'm fucked up. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, like uh, you know I gotta put this hotel on the card. You know whatever. Um, yeah, I got staff on that trip. I think that's the only time I got staff real bad. Was like we just kept going, but like I was covered in road rash. Like it was bad. And, uh, oh no, yeah, so you can't live out of a van for a week and like not get staff. By the way, I actually, like- you are uh bringing up Will Seal. I actually have a guest question from him, yes, that <laughs> kind of pertains to some of this. So, uh, it seems like a good time to do it. So, here we go, yo, Anthony, it's Will Seal. Uh, glad to hear you're on 35 all grip, that's pretty awesome. Uh-oh. Hopefully, uh, get some East Coast throwback stuff. Um, I got two questions for you real quick. One, will you explain to the kids what a Christian Montoya bump draft is? And question number two is more of a personal question. Uh, did you really get staff infection on the DCDC tour when I crashed out the entire Comet band? True or false? <laughs> anyway, later, buddy. See it. He said true or false. <laughs> Uh, very true. Uh, <laughs> Holly, my, my wife, then girlfriend, made me go to urgent care actually, and I'm glad she did. Um, because yeah, uh, I very much had stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I had a fever. Like by the end of the trip, I was feeling a little feverish, and then when, when we got back, I was like, I'm pretty fucked up. And she's like, You need to go right now. And so like the night I got back, she made me go to urgent care and. By the way, when I don't know, have you ever had to like go in when you're covered in road rash to a doctor? Dude, I did one time. My knees were, my knees were destroyed, and I thought I like got a crazy hip contusion. Mm-hmm. They didn't give a shit about my knees. They didn't even <laughs> clean them or not. They were like, "Damn, that's oh. crazy." Yeah. So what they they scrub you, they scrub your road rash. They take a a weird rubber brush. Um, they put numbing gel on me. It didn't help. They sat there scrubbing my fucking road rash to make sure they got all the like dirt and shit out. Um, And then they gave me burn cream, actually, um, which is like, I guess, really good for road rash and uh, an antibiotic to take. Jeez. Yeah. Um, Staff is no joke. No, no. It it kills a lot of people in hospitals, actually. So, uh, yeah. Take care of your wounds. The, the other question, though, Christian Montoya <laughs> yeah, the bump Christian draft. Yeah, Christian bump draft. What's up with this? Have you ever been bump drafted by someone so hard they almost push you off your board? Mm, yeah. Maybe yeah, he times. only did that. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we started skating with him around the time when we stopped wearing leathers, skating like open roads. And uh, yeah, I, I remember being in like a, a shirt, like shorts and like a shirt with the sleeves cut off. And he would come up like... He was always like way faster. He like had a lot more mass, and he'd come up behind you and just like full shove you and like almost push you off your board. Like, like you would always like say "oh shit" or something like when it happened because you're not ready for it either. Like, he's not like giving you a heads up like a "here it comes." It's just like a, all of a sudden you sh- like feel it and he's like "oh shit." Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was awesome. 
That's pretty legit. Well, I mean, depending on who you're bumping, I guess. Um. So random random thing that I I wrote down that I I wanted to mention because yeah. it's from this era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Fire away, fire at will. So we haven't talked about soldiers at all, and soldiers is pretty pretty epic. Oh yeah, soldiers is always epic. Um. So the first time I went to soldiers, uh, they let us sleep in the school. The school is getting remodeled, and that was a mistake. That was their first mistake. <laughs> um, I I had bottle rockets. I remember being drunk enough that I was stumbling around, and Dan Oliver watching me trying to walk into the school with a handful of bottle rockets, and Dan just being like, Anthony, can, can you just not, basically? Like, he was just, like, legitimately disappointed in me. And I was like, all right, you're right, Dan. I am hammered. I should not shoot fireworks off in the school. I'll, I'll go put him back in my car. That, that's Dan's, <laughs> like, one rule. Like, you could, do, you could do really fucked up shit at Soldiers and probably get away. If you shoot fireworks, especially nowadays. Oh, yeah, nowadays, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, people, like, like, puked in the corner and peed in the corner and stuff in the school. It was, it was not okay. There, the, some of the neighbors across the street had a party, um, and we watched a pregnant girl smoking a cigarette in the house. Um, I think I stole a bottle of Johnny Walker Black from them, and almost we almost got in a fight with the people there. A bunch of us ran <laughs> off into the cornfield. Some of us <laughs> ran back to the campsite. It is wild. But so, what I what I was actually bringing up about this because you're talking, I think, with Will about soldiers, and. Uh, so, Will, I don't know how he got to Soldiers one of the years, but I drove him back to the airport. I can't remember. I, I drove by myself, so I don't, I don't know where I came from. But it was before I had a GPS or, like, we had smartphones. So, I just had printed MapQuest directions with some notes. And he was like, I need to get to, like, the Cincinnati airport or something. I was like, oh, I remember driving through Cincinnati, like, I'll take you, dude. Like that's cool. I like didn't really know Will. Like you drove. Wait, you drove through Cincinnati through where? I don't know. That's why. Or maybe <laughs> it, maybe it's Columbus. I don't know. Ohio's weird. I don't know Ohio geography. <laughs> I just know that whatever major city he was flying out of, I had driven past, and I was like, "Yeah, dude, I'll drive you. That's no problem." I like hardly knew Will, like at all. Um. And it was a super awkward drive. I remember he had really like crazy intense eyes back then. I don't I don't know why. That's like something I remember about Will. Like now I don't see crazy eyes in Will at all. I don't I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now, now I'm just being weird, maybe. But uh Yeah, I took a wrong turn on some back road, dude, and we like drove her the wrong way for like an hour before I was like, let me stop and reassess. And then we like we didn't have directions to get to the airport either. So like after we got on the interstate, I we had to stop at a rest stop and look at the map on the wall to learn how to get to the airport where Will needed to be for his flight the next morning. Oh my gosh, <laughs> dude! This... <laughs> I hope Will Will might not remember that. I know that he like with as many concussions as he's had, like it's it's hard, but. Oh my gosh! Just I got I got for an sol- hour on the rest. Just dumb and dumb. I got scenario. soldier stories because there's also the year that uh, Jeremy Ross got the concussion so bad that every five minutes he couldn't remember what happened. Oof! He he crashed in the chicane trying to pass rookie. I think you know rookie, the super tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quebec dude. Oh yeah. 
Uh, rookie, Shout out rookie. Rookie's the man. Fucking love him. Um, yeah, that was gnarly. He uh, somehow convinced his girlfriend to let him drive back to Massachusetts from Ohio with that concussion. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's. <laughs> I wasn't in the car. I'm just out here like talking shit. Um, <laughs> no, I, just... I feel like I might have had another good soldier story. Oh, speaking of epic soldiers things, Dex's pass in the chicane is one of the best passes in downhill skateboarding history. Even oh, though yeah. we didn't win, still one of the gnarliest things I've ever seen. I'll always, always uh, throw down for Dex. It almost makes it more gnarly because you're like, dude, that was for like third. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was not to win, and he went for it. Yeah. The void calls and Dex answers. So The call of the void. Um. Anyway, I love me some good soldier stories. I know. I, I was trying to think if I had any others. Uh, th- those are the best. One of the gnarliest crashes I've had was uh, I got wobs coming out of that chicane and uh, fucking somersaulted. I remember smashing my dick really hard. That uh, just off like a rock or so, uh, the ground. Yeah, like I hit a patch or something and just wobbed out and like I ragdolled it and like like belly flopped and like landed on my my junk. <laughs> it was yeah going to uh going to soldiers with map quest oof scary don't make a wrong turn no no i go there with i've been there like so many times and even with like maps on i'm like have am you i come, on the right road have you come through the back way where you come up on the top of the the top of the race course i did this year for the first time and i was like it's terrifying Bro. it's gravel for most of it for like an hour you're on gravel roads or something it was all foggy and i'm like <laughs> there's no way this is it, it was, like, pro- was it nighttime too because it was not yeah it was yeah. like midnight it's so yeah. I'm driving from Asheville up there yeah you're not gonna like turn around in someone's driveway because they will definitely pull a gun on you you know you eventually just start seeing hay bales and you're like oh i am okay i'm here, I'm here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, i wanted to bring it a little bit back towards north carolina let's do it if you're if unless you're Unless you want to keep going on soldiers, I, I can go soldiers all day. We could go soldiers all day. I don't know. I, I, I wrote down a bunch of random shit, but it done, we've gone through most of it anyway. I wanted to, uh, we were talking about Skate House Media a little earlier, and you have a pretty sick uh, raw run down Secret Surf Spot. Yeah. There. That's a good one. That runs sick. One of my favorite comments on that video uh, when it first came out, because uh, I think like four people filmed a raw run that day and uh, they put them out like over a couple of weeks or whatever. And someone was like, this, this should be the new like place they take new people or something like that. But like, like clearly unaware that like it was in North Carolina and not California. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. No, they should definitely just take like new visitors there to test them rather than tuna. <laughs> it's like, I thought that was, that was it, it, like this is not even nearby. No, you uh, there's the you make it look so chill too back then. Even I'm like surf spots not chill. You make it look real chill. And- I I dropped it. I was that was very that was towards the end of that trip, and everyone was torched. And I was like like Matt K was like pushing people to take runs to get footage. I was like yeah dude I'll I'll take one but I'm gonna chill, and like. <laughs> I, I was chilling until like three corners in or something i think yeah and then i got kind of fired up <laughs> you take a sick ass line and i think it's the first 
uh, I guess you'd call it like, it's not a combo break. It's kind of a combo breaker. A lot of people slide both ways. Yeah, you just slide. You slide. Uh, Two hands toe side. That that's the one after that. That one was oh. sick, but the one before you just do like a stand up, and then you do like grip right, like standing tall, like oh, the right, yeah, 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 and like uh, David David does that like same thing in in one of his like more recent oh sick. R- runs, and I'm like, was that was he paying homage to Anthony <laughs> with that? Like I, I was like. Cause it's a that's a sick ass line. I'm like that's a that's like a low that's like a excuse me like a low surf spot line. I like that. I I stole the stand tall through the corner uh, from Matt K. Matt K was a boss at like standing tall and like kind of drifting around the corner in like a very dangerous way. Dude, <laughs> like you lace it. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, I don't I don't make the next right though, do I? well we could get into that you uh what happens uh i try to kick out a toe side i think it's the last right hairpin before you get that gnarly bomb to the bottom Mm -hmm. um and it's that real long right and my toe side like kicked out but it kicked immediately back in and uh i had an oh shit moment and i halfway through the corner standing tall was like I don't know if I'm going to make this. So I like bent over like I was going to put a hand down and uh, <laughs> and my wheel slid out and I got fucking high side and smacked my head harder than I ever have ever or since. But, In the yeah. video, like I was not expecting because the run is going so good. You were jamming. But yeah, uh, but you have that yeah. an- you have that Anthony laugh, like you're kind of like, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I don't think you're good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it had sunk in yet how how hurt I actually was. Um, yeah, because we we drove off of surf spot in the dark that night. I think it, it was getting dark. It was dark while we were still in the gravel for sure. Because Pat drove the van back to Asheville, and that's like. An hour and a half, maybe? That's a far drive. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty far drive. Um, but yeah, I remember we were sitting in the vegan restaurant near Broadway's. Um, and I couldn't eat my food. I was so nauseous. And I like could only sit there with my like head on my hands, like on the table. Like just sitting there waiting like, if I throw up. Like, I'm going to have to be like, y'all need to take me to the hospital because I'm like, not doing good here. Yeah. And then the next day, I don't know. Who did we stay with? We stayed with Kyle K. Kyle K was living in an apartment in Asheville. And uh, yeah, we stayed with him, I think. Um, I don't really remember that night all that well now that I think about it. It's funny. I didn't drink because I had a concussion. I was like, oh, you can't drink with a concussion. Next day, he took us to Paradise, though. I think it was right around the time he put that Paradise Raw run out. Okay. Um, was this your first Was this your first time? That was my first time at Paradise. I didn't skate because I was so concussed. I, like, <laughs> I didn't even shuttle for everyone. I was, like, that hurt. It was, the, like, the last day of the trip. Um, I sat there. I think I drank a couple beers. I took a nap. I shot the BB gun. Like, I was just hanging out at the top. Everyone else. It was so foggy and, like, patchy, too. It was, like, not a good day. Like they filmed a, like everyone was so over it, and I think Matt K put out like a video of it, but it was very like, 
half-hearted on it. Like, no one put in the effort to skate hard because everyone was just done. But, yeah, hitting your head sucks. Yeah, man. You cracked your you cracked your helmet. I did crack my helmet. <laughs> that was the end of my uh, my pink helmet. I had a sparkly magenta helmet for like two or three years. It was awesome. <laughs> Ruined that. Yeah. Crash and burned. No kid, man. That was the second legit skatesgiving too. Um, that was the second one we we actually like got people to pay for. Like we. So we did the first, the first real one um, that we like put out the Kids of the Future videos. Like we were all still in college, mm-hmm. and we just did it. And then after we graduated college, Pat moved out to LA and started working for Land Yachts. I moved to Ithaca, started working for Comet, and then like Matt K was skating for Sector, I think, and I think he he had moved out to LA. Y'all just went industry. Oh yeah, every, everyone. <laughs> so moved, legit. Yeah, no, everyone uh, left the East Coast and went to L.A. except for me, pretty much. Or they went and got a real job. Like I was, <laughs> I was the only one that was like, "No, I'm gonna stay core and stay out here." Beast Coast for life. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, I don't really like L.A. Southern California is fun to visit, but I don't. I would never live there. So, California is an ecological disaster that's constantly happening. So, <laughs> fun roads to skate though. Good roads though. Good roads. But yeah, no, nothing compares to that first time where like Jason bought the Comet van for us to do the first skatesgiving trip. It was like an old church van. And it like, had the Comet, you had open road crew open, on the side. Yeah, like we made so it so legit. It looked like a little incognito because it was just like a die cut, like. Um, with like a little logo on it, but it like didn't look like we were a skate crew. It wasn't until we put the Christmas lights up that we were a target. <laughs> the, yeah, no. the Christmas lights are problematic, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool. We uh, <laughs> we were driving on the highway one time and uh, some girls flashed us, which was cool. But the year that they did Skatesgiving that my foot was broken, which was the last year that we did it... Um, they all got pulled over in Virginia because they had the Christmas lights on, so they were suspicious. And everyone got busted for weed. Oh, no. Except for Louie. And Louie was in the back drinking a beer. But come to find out, you are allowed to drink a beer uh, as long as you're in the back seat in Virginia. Yeah. So he didn't get in trouble. The cop was like, ah, oh, whatever. Like, And so Louie just sat there on the side of the highway drinking a beer while everyone got tickets for weed. <laughs> How did he f- finagle that? I guess I didn't find his. I don't know. He's just like I'm. A, I'm just a God-fearing beer-drinking man, yeah. officer. I don't smoke weed. Wow, good for him. Right? That sucks for everyone else, though. Yeah, like Billy Miners was on that trip because it started at Soldiers. Like that. That that year started at Soldiers. I went. I drove the van, and everyone met at Soldiers. But my foot was broken, so like I couldn't even skate. I had a, a cane we cut out of a uh, a Blem skateboard deck. So I remember being a drunk asshole with my cane. Um, Sick. Yeah. I'm assuming y'all must have gone to like Mordor in that. 
like do you just like make your way down from soldiers like all the way or i guess shit if you're that, at soldiers, that was the trip i was not actually I, the drive from soldiers back to virginia is all on route 50 and there's actually a lot of runs on that it goes through the mountains it's just like weird it's kind of a highway did y'all wait does the Cummins van ever go to skatopia they did the year that i wasn't on the trip yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, I was so bummed that I missed that. No, we got to do uh what tour were we on? It was a skates giving trip. We got to go to Woodward. McLovin somehow talked Woodward into letting us stay there for the night and skate. And they let us skate like everything that was unlocked. Um and they didn't have a chain across the mega ramp, so we skate it's a mini mega. So we got to skate the, the mini mega, which is one of the more terrifying things you can do on a skateboard. If you're like not a vert skater, like, cause it's a, it's like you drop in and it's, you're committed, you know, like there's, there's no, it's not a gap you have to clear. Like you can land, you can case it fine, but like you drop in and you're immediately going fast and hitting like a eight foot tall kicker. And then the quarter pipe on the other side is 18 feet tall. And Ben Dub was doing it on his downhill board with like a, not a sick tail, but a kick tail. He had cut off a street deck and mounted no yeah he he was doing early grab 180s on the uh the quarter pipe it was sick jeez yeah i don't know how we we lucked out on that it was awesome That's... that was like a that was like a kid's dream come true i couldn't believe we got to do it oh my gosh it's so rad yeah we're just bouncing around now yeah i mean we're just <laughs> bouncing around i mean freewheeling i'm not sure when where we kind of um, chronologically more or less like you know after college i moved to ithaca and was working for comet rolling glue on veneer and pressing boards by day and going and skating ithaca every day as soon as i got done with work what was what was the uh kind of ithaca downhill or if you're going to like longboard and stuff what were you getting into uh so there's the the runs in town which were really fun like a lot of it was just like straight like because that town's like, you know, carved out by the glaciers. Like, so everything's built up on the hills that go down to the lake. And uh, so there's like Hobbit Hill that like had a bunch of little hairpins. That's fun if you're on like a double kick. And then there's a couple little neighborhood hits. And then there's a couple runs outside of town where like you can go fast and get a little scared. Like there's like Freeman had a really gnarly chicane that you get messed up on if you screwed up. Um yeah, I don't know. What was there? Was there like a? Was there like a downhill scene, or was it, were you skating with anyone there? When I moved there, there really wasn't. Um, uh, Jeff had just gotten in trouble, so we were hanging out a lot. He was he was driving up from Binghamton at that point, but then uh, I guess when he got done with his. Tr- trouble or maybe it was when he was still like doing his weekend time he moved up and like somehow (laughs) he convinced jason to hire him so he was working at comet and uh we were skating like every day and then there was like uh austin padroni went to ithaca college and then his buddy robbie who's super cool shout out austin yeah what's up austin um yeah because robbie uh was in the same major as my wife like they had a bunch of classes together um sick and yeah no there's like oh special ed special eds from ithaca yeah um 
Why can't I think of his full name? No, Kiefer. I'm an asshole. Yeah, Ed Kiefer. Yeah. Because he was one of the first people I saw trying to ride like small wheelbases. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, I was hating super hard because I was so at that point just, which is dumb because I was skating a small wheelbase, skating like a Shred 38 on soft wheels with indies for like everything, being <laughs> some other kind of like asshole. You're not doing it my way. It's wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you were uh, you were bringing up Jeff Chapel earlier. I actually have a guest question. Yes, from Jeff. <laughs> I like that. So far, it's all been people that I was not expecting, <laughs> and it makes it so much better. All right, so here goes. Hey, it's Jeff. I just want to say first, uh, first off, it's hard to uh, you know overstate how big of an influence Anthony was. Uh, on especially the East Coast scene back in the day, just massive uh, and, you know, huge influence on me, of course. Uh, it got me a job, got me a place to stay uh, when I really needed yeah, it. Yeah, we lived so, together. You know, yeah, I got a room in my house. <laughs> to Anthony always for that. My question I was going to you know, have you guys talk about, uh, I'd really like to hear about the uh, trip we took to Club 54 for the Toronto board meeting uh, in, that had to have been like 2012, I, I would want to say, but I'm not sure. Anthony will know it, you know, you'll know it. The, the one we took in the van, <laughs> we had all the fireworks, we had the border issues. I just, I'd love to hear that story recounted uh, from Anthony's standpoint. And uh, love you, dude. Uh, big ups, of course. Uh, see y'all when I see y'all. When I'm out there on the East Coast, love to see the both of you. All right, have a good one. <laughs> Hell yeah, Jeff. <laughs> I think his dad lives in Greenville now. I, I messaged him not too long ago. You should come up here, dude. But uh, yeah, we we were going to a board meeting. We had, we had the Comet van. I'm trying to think of who all was in the van. Which it might have. There's no way it was just me and him. It might have been the year that I think. Was it, did Anton drive up? I know one year Brian Peck drove from uh, Connecticut. He had a cool camper van. Um, but we had the Comet van. We were driving to Toronto. We had a couple boxes of boards, a couple that I forgot that I had had in there. That There were seconds I was supposed to take from the factory space down to the office space. And, uh, you know, Jeff... He had he was in he was in legal limbo at the moment, <laughs> and we had some fireworks, and we got to the border. So, so Jeff hadn't been sentenced for anything yet, but like, it was done. <laughs> and he was like, "Fuck it, I'll come with you guys. They let me in. They let me in. If not, I'll get a cab back." So I was like, "All right, whatever. I don't gotta drive you back. Sick." And uh, we get there, and they pull us over. We've got like four or five boxes full of skateboards that I forgot to mention to the border guards. Um, a whole bunch of fireworks in one of them. And a, uh, a convicted, not yet sentenced... Uh, I don't know if it was a... It might have been a felony. Who knows? Um, either way, Jeff, Jeff was... Who's counting? Yeah, who's counting? <laughs> An offense that they wouldn't normally let you through the border for. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, they obviously pull us in the secondary immediately. Um, 
They search the van while we're in the, the building. They take Jeff into the back to question him while me and... It might have just been me and Anton. I really can't remember. And uh, we were just sitting there just like, fuck. Jeff comes out and he's just like, we're all good. <laughs> it's like, what? He's like, yeah. They just asked me if I would, uh, you know, light anything on fire in Canada. I told him no. And they said, okay. <laughs> Even though we had like a box filled with fireworks and then like five boxes of unclaimed like merchandise that we were taking to Canada. And he's like, yeah, you boys are good to go. Have fun. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like, I don't know if you know, Club 54 was like the skate house of Toronto and they threw epic parties. Um, it's like John Barnett, Smooth Chicken, McLovin. Who else lived there? It was wild. And board meeting was sick. It was like the opposite of Broadway bombs. So instead of like racing down Broadway in Manhattan, everyone puts on a shirt and a tie and they sit down in the middle of the road in Toronto and just like fuck up traffic for the hell of it. Dude, I went one year. It was epic. It's so fun. It's so fun. <laughs> And then they got the slide jam at the poop shoot the next day. And yeah, it was great. Yeah, somehow we didn't get in trouble. I really do not know why they let us through. I wonder, wonder what Jeff said. <laughs> the power of saying no. Yeah, he's just like, no, I would, I would never. I would never. Not to Canadians. <laughs> That's a good one, yeah. I had to throw you a little off kilter, you know. No, for sure. <laughs> I don't know if it was that year or if it was a different year. Um, it was whatever year I went and did board meeting and Brian Peck came with us. And uh, I remember I was just like kind of too drunk over the party. And I like went to go sleep in the van in the parking lot where I was like parked it in like a city lot. It was like a pay lot. And I like forgot a blanket or anything. <laughs> and I found Brian's little travel towel that I didn't know was a towel. <laughs> it was like, you know, just big enough for my upper body. Doing, doing almost nothing. Yeah, doing almost nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's summer. It's fine. I just remember the next day being like, yeah, thankfully someone had this like little blanket in there. He's like, oh, you mean my towel? That's <laughs> my travel towel, dude. It's like, oh, thanks for leaving it out, man. <laughs> Saving me. I don't know uh, if there was the same trip, but um, <laughs> Jeff wanted me to ask you about the Ben DeBrule story if you wanted to talk about it. Which Ben DeBrill story? Did he, did something, he with, something with the paper plate. Oh, God. What was the exact context of all that? Um, ben definitely pooped on a paper plate. <laughs> I'm trying to think if that was actually for... I don't know if that's the same trip or not. Um, no, I'm pretty sure that was when we did the first, like, Skatesgiving, the first legit, like, sponsored one. And, uh... We spent Thanksgiving Day filming the surf spot video where we did the corner to corner video. And then we like, we had picked up rotisserie chickens from like the grocery store to like have our Thanksgiving dinner. Like at the top, we like warmed them up on the fire. And I'm pretty sure for some reason Ben took a shit on a paper plate. Like, and I don't, like, that's like, I don't have any more to say about that other than we were like, <laughs> what the fuck, Ben? Oh, yeah. So they handed us that van. Like, it was a church van. And we drove it on that first trip, and I didn't think anything of it, didn't know anything was going on. 
And I look in the back seat after like the second day because I was driving most of the time or in, like navigating. <laughs> like all of the trim was already covered in doodles. Oh no. And it was just like the weirdest shit from Ben's mind. Like just like putting it on the van. Yeah, I know, like Sharpie, like not coming off, like Yeah, they that van got driven into the ground, luckily, so no, no one had to deal with it after, but it was weird. It's good stuff. All right, Anthony. I got a new segment I'm gonna pull up on you. It's called Name That Road. Oh, awesome. Okay. So Points for if you name the road, and then a point for if you can name the rider. Ooh. So, I'll show this to the uh, the camera first. Okay. This is for YouTube. Like, if you're on YouTube, this is probably good <laughs> for you, but otherwise, you're, you're screwed. There, there's no pictures in podcasts. He's looking at the picture. All right. Uh, toucan? Correct. Yeah, that first left, or that the first heavy left. Yep. Um, I want to say Phil Scar, but that doesn't look like the right board for him. He's on Phil Scar's board. Oh, but it's not Phil. Huh? Is is it Kevin Kang? I think he had that helmet. It's not Kevin. Shit, I don't know. I'm lost. It's uh, it's Muff. It's Marshall. Oh, that is Muff. But you still win. <laughs> I can call the road. It's pretty good. No, yeah, you got the road. Hell yeah. Good job, <laughs> Anthony. Yay. This next one is for uh, if you're watching on YouTube. I'm kind of throwing you a bone here, too, by the way. So if you do guess right, like, good for you. But this is pretty easy. <laughs> um uh comment what this road is. And I'm only gonna, only gonna show it for one more second. Alright. And if you get it right, you just get street cred for life. So <laughs> that's all you get. I like that segment. That's good. <laughs> I had to pull it out and then I was like, man, they're not people listening aren't gonna know ah, what's going well. on. So I took both those pictures too with my iPhone. Oh, so. awesome. <laughs> had to found him in the back of the closet, so I had to put it to use. Hell so, yeah. So I wanted to I mean, we've been kind of skipping around here, but I wanted to we got to touch on your journey from being at Comet a little bit more about what's going on at Comet and then eventually your path to moving to North Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Comet, when I first moved up there, everything was on the up, and uh, yeah, I don't know, we did a bunch of trips, everything was awesome, Liam came to Ithaca one summer, and we like filmed a little video part, um, yeah, I was just hanging out, learning a ton from Jason, the owner, and uh, learning how to shape boards and all, and uh, at some point, the whole industry kind of like fell apart, got oversaturated, and I think it was after like the third, third time that happened. Oh, uh, highlights from Comet career. Let's, yeah, let's yeah, go with let's that. Do, yeah, let's, let's do, do highlights Comet highlights. Um, we got to go out to San Francisco and do a weekend photo shoot with Bryce Knights, who 
He was a pro skater in the 80s. He's so fucking cool and legit. Um, if you don't know who he is, look him up. His Instagram's really cool. He's a really good photographer. Um, Liam had no idea who he was. So that made it really funny. Um, I think Liam's comment to him was like, oh, so you like uh, shot a bunch of pro skaters, right? And Bryce is just like, yeah, pr- pretty much all of them, like from Tony Hawk until now. <laughs> uh, so I think later that night, uh, Big Dave schooled everyone in some uh, skate history with some videos and, and stuff. But uh, at the end of that trip, we were all like, man, Bryce, like, what do, you, what do you think about all this downhill stuff? And he's like, man, you guys rip. Like it's not oh, yeah. it's not what I do, but like you guys are killing it, and this is gnarly. So getting that getting that recognition from a guy like that, one one of the highlights of skate career. Uh, oh, I guess other weird highlight, not comment related. Um, Brad Edwards once told me I had a nice layback slide. Oh, <laughs> that hell yeah, yeah, that had me on cloud nine for a little while. Oh. Um, yeah, getting the shape boards at Comet was sick. Like. Yeah, getting the, I got to make, like, my shape, my board, which I still don't understand why anyone let me do that graphic, but. (laughs) Wait, the police one? Yeah. What was, yeah, what was the, what's the story behind that? Me and Kaya, the screen printer, were hanging out in the shop trying to brainstorm ideas and probably drinking, and we'd probably come back from margaritas at the Mexican place up the street. I don't know what made me think about it, but I was just like, what if it just said police? <laughs> like, just police. Like, nothing else. <laughs> like, And for some reason, we thought that was hilarious, and we're allowed to run with it. <laughs> I have I no it idea. Sick. Like, I <laughs> Well, I, I wish I had one, because I feel like it would be a little bit, like, disarming if you did run in with the law, and your board says police, and they're like, wait, is this guy undercover? We got, yeah, we got rolled on while filming the video for it. Um, and I probably had the proto that, like, I like hand cut the shape out, spray painted the whole thing black, and then stenciled police on it. <laughs> I was probably skating that when we got rolled on. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And then it turned into a whole series of boards because Jensen's, what was it? It was like the crime unit or something like that. And then Jensen's board was the farmer. Um, and it was about growing weed. And then we had the other one that was This Machine Kills Fascists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, fuck yeah. Woody, Gret- Woody Guthrie's the man. And I don't know. That's a righteous thing to put on a skateboard. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I still to this day don't know how like we thought it was so funny and we somehow convinced Jason that it was that funny. And, uh, the best part of it was that the, the most well-received response was there's a a shop in Russia that, uh, had started buying boards from us. And we got this crazy photo of the skinhead Russian girl. Um, I think she was, if she wasn't naked, she was like only wearing like short shorts or something and was like covered up with the board. And it was so, but like she was like a skinhead with a bunch of piercings and tattoos, like super gnarly looking girl, like holding the police board in Russia, just like. So the boards were hitting in Russia. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Uh, 
Stru- you struck a chord. I mean, chord. like, that's that's cool. I mean, like, yeah. It's just like, oh, this is... I don't think you get what I meant. Like, it's like called the wild boar. Like, they're pigs. But whatever, <laughs> you know. <yeah>. Skating's cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, and then I got to shape the last shape of the Shred 38. Because that was the board that I skated the most. So when we switched manufacturing from in-house to down in Mexico at Paul Schmidt's factory, that was also awesome. Before we did the board launch from uh, the stuff from PS Sticks, I got to go to San Diego and uh, go to Paul Schmidt's shop in San Diego and then go down to the factory in Tijuana and uh, get shown around by uh, Jose Cerda, who was a pro skater in the early 90s. And homies with all the world industries dudes and uh he was like the floor manager there and he took us around tijuana after hours which was insane um oh you must have had the hookup with him too it was it was <laughs> it was messed up it was like not okay we were like passing out waiting to get back through the border um at like four in the morning uh <laughs> yeah that was a highlight that was a bummer my foot was still healing then like it was broken and uh so I like was went to shoot photos of Paul Schmidt carving uh, the guest board we did for him in the Vans combi pool, and I couldn't skate it. And I've always wanted to skate that pool, and now I'll never get to because they filled it in. It's in a mall. They shut the whole thing down. But uh, yeah, those are those are the highlights of Comet. And then you know, the industry got tough, and you know we didn't have Ronnie there at the time, and yeah, I needed Ronnie. <laughs> To save the industry. What was what was your favorite board? Your favorite Comet board? You said the Shred 38? Probably Shred 38. Yeah. Or, okay, so... <laughs> what I basically modeled all the dissonance stuff on, uh, and had I had a little bit more uh, capital, it, it would have been exactly just the the takeover, which is what I made my, my dissonant downhill board, basically, but with the mold that I had always wanted my common mold to be. And then a shred 38. It's like the shred 38 out of the PS six factory was like my all time favorite board. Like we did a Northwest tour. We, we went from San Francisco to giant's head in the sliders bus. And that was awesome. And I think I skated the shred 38 exclusively that entire trip, except for like a weird fire road in Oregon that we like stopped off at to hit a like downhill lake. But like I skated all the rest of the downhill runs on the Shred 38, like all the Giants Head, like all the skate parks, like respect. Yeah. That's awesome. Like I hadn't skated a downhill board when I moved to Asheville, I hadn't skated a downhill board in like a year. You were really on your you were on that board. I remember seeing pictures of you like at on dice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Yeah, no, uh I think there's a picture uh, of you doing like a, a two hand like Coleman. yeah two hand backed it in and uh, yeah, super straight yeah backing it in um yeah Phil took that photo no shit yeah no I could do Paradise one slide everything on that board that was actually that's a Dave Angeles um that's a Dave's Hippie Oil board fuck who put that out it was Mercado's brand Mercado had a board brand for a minute oh um, is it No Future yeah it was yeah, a No, no Future, Future. Yeah. yeah yeah I still have that board. Fucking love Dave Angelis, one of the best best humans in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, I forget when I realized I needed a downhill board to skate in North Carolina, though. I skated Iggy's on that board. Oh. Um, oh, um, Lord. Dex and Cam and uh, like their whole crew came down. That f- Maybe it was the second summer I lived here. Because uh, Iggy's had just been found. They'd just put out the video. Like No one had skated it that much yet. And we all went out there and got an entire day in on it. Just murdering wheels. I just watched watching Dex and Matt Deitch. So trying to think of, you know, you drop in, it's fast. There's a left hairpin, right hairpin. Um, Is there another left hairpin before it goes into it? But there's like a long straight and it's a sweeping, like real long sweeping right into a tight left hairpin. And I remember watching Dex and Matt Deitch just like doing the most awesome low angle drift through the long uh, like right sweeper to like kill speed before having to flick it uh, and go left through the hairpin and just being like, what the fuck? I can't do this. Like, like I am not this good. Like and I was skating a double kick. Yeah, you're on the shred. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? And that was probably when I was like, I guess I'll set a downhill board back up. <laughs> Man, I'm so jealous. That's like, uh, oof. Like Madison said in his interview, he's like, Iggy's is the best road. It's he's, one of the best he roads. He said, I haven't been everywhere, but that's the best road. Yeah. It's in contention, perhaps. I don't know. I'm honestly really partial to Paradise. I am too. I'm not I'm not trying to put Madison on blast, but he's a, he's a he kind of like doesn't like Paradise. Huh. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, what's up with that, Maddie? I don't, I don't know what to say about that. But yeah, Iggy's is epic. Paradise. If you, I mean, if you asked me, I don't mean. I don't know. I love Paradise. But I mean, when I, so the summer I moved here, pretty much like, I think I was one of the only people that like worked full time, <laughs> of everyone that was skating then, and. uh so I would get off work and everyone would be coming back from wherever they were sessioning. Like, and then everyone that was from out of town too. And so the end of the day would always just be a paradise. So we just go, it'd be like, you know, 10 people, 15 people just taking runs until the sun went down, like drinking beers. But like, what more do you need? You know, I was so content. Like, it, <laughs> like, it, yeah, I was so content. If like there, the bike lock wasn't thrown on there and everything, it'd be like, what else? Maybe no other roads would ever gotten discovered because there'd be no reason to. But I don't know. I'm sure we'd branch out eventually. Yeah. I'm just speculating. I mean, at that point, they, like, I don't know, Phil was really looking for roads and then Tyler and David had moved down then. So they were always looking. Yeah, they were definitely looking. They they found a bunch of stuff. When uh, when did you move to North Carolina? What year? Twenty fifteen. Okay. Wait, well, yeah, you were ahead of the curve, man. Twenty fourteen. Twenty twenty fifteen. What's what is this year? What is this? Wait, what, <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> it's it's twenty twenty three. No. Um. Yeah, I think it's 2015 times 
Time's a joke. What kind of inspired you to move from Ithaca to Asheville? Was there a turning point where it became a reality? When I was a senior in college, my plan was either... So I was definitely not going to move to the West Coast because I wasn't I wasn't just going to play into the system or whatever of like trying to be a skate bum out there. Like I wanted to keep it real on the East Coast and keep the, the scene alive. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I was either like really hoping that things were going well enough that I could get a job at Comet and move to Ithaca. And if that didn't pan out, I was going to move to Asheville because I figured with my degree, I'd be able to figure it out. Um there's you know a ton of venues and then i could teach lessons and stuff and because like i could have been a sound guy and uh skated during the day but uh <laughs> then jason was like yeah you can come roll glue and <laughs> it's like i'm your man hey sounds pretty legit to me no i wouldn't i wouldn't have traded that decision for anything like i mean that's why I, that's why when i moved down here i wanted to i mean I wanted as soon as Comet kind of like fizzled out for me, I'd wanted to start a board brand. But like, the whole goal was to like, if I could create something to give someone else the opportunity that I was given to just like, go be a skate bum and like not really have to worry too much for a couple of years, like, mm-hmm. not even like necessarily like give anyone a living, like, which is also like, you know, but just to make it possible for someone to go be a skate bum and like, travel and enjoy the world. Enjoy skateboarding. Did, uh, excuse me. Sorry. Seltzer water's hitting. Switched over. (laughs) (laughs) So, you're, it was, you were in, uh, Ithaca with Holly, Mm -hmm. correct? And y'all just decided, like, Asheville's becoming more of a reality. Yeah, so yeah, like things had fizzled out, and I was like, I I quit comment. Collapse. Yeah, I I quit comment, and I was working at my buddy's sandwich shop. Um, Did you ever eat at Gorgers? That place was awesome, dude. I don't know. I was there for like a week. I can't remember. Okay, that sandwich shop was banging. It might have not been open when you were there, to be honest. But I don't know. Um, Oh shit! Other Ithaca highlights: Ithaca Skate Jam, fucking awesome. Yeah, all of them were so good. That's that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> like the year Byron came out, everyone's mind was melted. That was also when Norm and Ed melted everyone's mind that same year, and somehow I won the biggest stand-up slide on Byron's double kick with Eras and Valance. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, <laughs> it was dumb. Like, um, but yeah, I think things had fizzled out, and you know, my back. <laughs> it had been four years. And I was still back to like, you know, I've been going to North Carolina for years to skate at this point, like taking all these tours there. Still kind of want to go there. So, um, Holly had finished her degree and like her opportunities were also very limited in Ithaca. Cause it's either like you basically work at Cornell or Ithaca college or like you work service industry or like you go work on a farm. Like there's very little opportunity there. Um, I did a job interview at a place to be a logistics manager for, uh, they made microchips, I think, like a very specific kind of microchip. 
they ended the interview by offering me a night shift manufacturing job. <laughs> it's like, no, I keep making sandwiches for nine bucks an hour. Like, I'm good. Uh, but yeah, so we, we took a vacation, a vacation down here. And uh, my buddy Eli, who'd actually introduced me and Holly, who worked at Comet, um, who he had lived in Asheville and in Fines Creek for years. And he chased his uh, now wife to Ithaca for her PhD. She was going up there for her PhD at Cornell. And he, he ended up working at Comet and we're like basically brothers. Like they moved down here right before us. We had the idea first, um, but uh, <laughs> they, they copied you. Yeah. So uh, his wife was pregnant. They wanted to be down here because his wife's, uh, his mother-in-law is down here. Uh, so they'd have family for when their baby was born. And we moved down like two months later. And uh, yeah, now we like go to each other's kids' birthdays and things like that. Thanksgiving and all. It's pretty sweet. It's so cool. Yeah, Eli's uh, at the at the uh, house parties. Yeah, the yeah, fire. they always come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a firefighter now. He, no kidding. Yeah, he works at the Black Mountain Station. So, so when you first moved to Asheville, did you have dissonant? Was dissonant already like in the works? Yeah. So I started collecting tools. Uh, before we moved, um, my press actually got, so my press is your standard, like two Harbor Freight shop presses. And then our buddy who was an OG skater and he was a metal fabricator. He, uh, he actually fabricated the coping for the Comet Bowl. Um, he was super cool and he welded parts of my press together for me. So I had the press Sick. I had the press built before moving down here and I had the first double kick mold which uh uh if Jason's listening I had you know on my way out of comment I'd taken a few things um uh half template like poster board shapes that were you know they were the shapes that I did and I took a couple blanks one of which was a PS6 uh blank that was for like a 15 inch wheelbase double kick so that was the first mold i did a concrete mold out of that and we did that in ithaca nice and i traveled down with that and then the other molds i built were here so when i first moved here we had a one bedroom apartment off of merriman like kind of behind where neo, uh, not neo burrito urban burrito yeah you know that shopping center so you were like by horizon mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah no Sick. i uh <laughs> like yeah taylor moved up the street and then you know tyler moved into his basement mm-hmm. like they were literally up the street and matt was around the corner so i was going to skate in horizon like after work all the time and then uh you know those guys would come skate it too and isn't that the dream that's your new corner sesh spot god right next to your house so um moving up in life the house on that left you know the session left that we always session yeah I remodeled their kitchen. <laughs> Comes full circle. I, I did it like in one of the first years that I lived here. I think I was still I was still living around the corner when I did that. And then I've done two houses at the very top. We we did. Um, did you have your board with you ever, or you're like I'm gonna take a couple laps, like, um, in the middle of the day. 
I never did middle of the day laps there. I've taken a couple elk laps in the middle of the day and had coworkers drive for me when we're working on Beaver Dam. Hell yes. Um, but no, the the homeowner on that that lived on the inside of that or the outside of that left. Um, I can't remember if he recognized me when I was skating after work one day or like somehow it like came up and he was like, "Oh, you always skate in front of my house." <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I sure do. I hope that's okay. He's like, oh no, yeah. that's that's awesome. Like my kids love watching you guys. It's great. Like at this point, his kids are like five or six years older. You know, like now they're like probably in high school or going to college, which is wild. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. <laughs> and we're still probably over there out. being degenerates in the neighborhood. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Funny shit. Um, yeah, but we had a one bedroom apartment over there. It was in an old like mansion. That was some rich asshole's, you know, summer house or something, I'm sure. So it was four. They divided the house into four apartments, and then the carriage house was two apartments. And our apartment, we we were one of the two first people to look at it. We came down for Mount Jefferson, the first Mount Jefferson. We came down for Jefferson and to look for an apartment. And so we, like, were some of the first, like, literally the first people looked at that apartment gave him a cash like deposit and moved went back to ithaca and moved down a couple months later oh my god um got, got a lot done in one weekend or one week yeah it was good <laughs> that was the year that it rained on race and is like it poured that's the most it was awful <laughs> like i didn't even skate that day i was just i just got dumped on and was upset it was but, splashing you were riding in a like puddle. Yeah, no, it, like it was downpour the entire time. Yeah, there's a there's a good sequence of photos of me because it um, I put on a fresh set of wheels and hadn't skated a freshy set in years. Mm-hmm. At least like not seriously. Like I would always break them in first. Oh, dude, I got pitched in that first left so hard. Oh, it's, no. it's full like a breakdancing sequence. It's awesome. Um, oh, man. But my shop when we moved down here was our porch because it's this old house with a wraparound porch, but our apartment was the only one that had a door to that porch. So I built a workbench with some locks on it so all the tools could go in it and lock it with padlocks and uh, just throw a tarp over like the bigger tools so that like no one could see it from the road. So cool. And I was (laughs) was making uh, like pressing boards on the, the porch. That's awesome. Yeah. I had a couple different shop spaces and... They were all weird situations that didn't quite work out. And then we bought our house, so I just moved everything in the house. I was stoked because at first I wasn't sure Holly would be down for me to, like, put the workshop in the basement. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, no, you can have this entire, like, corner of the house. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, the shop is so cool. Yeah, I... like, I figured I was going to have to pay rent in this shop space. So, thank God. That's when the, that's when the pressing really started. That's when I dialed in the the downhill mold. I went through like three versions of that mold, which I. So most of those things are cut by CNC at this point. I did all that shit by hand. Like my my like double kick molds are like, concrete casts off of like production boards. Mm-hmm. But like, the way I made that downhill mold is dumb, and I would never recommend anyone ever do that. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> I like figured out how I wanted the concave finally. And then I made it 
so that to get the rocker, each little piece is one sixty-fourth of an inch higher or lower than the one before it. And I did that shit by hand. And I bought like this really, really cool scribe that would let me like put little like marks exactly where they needed to be with a punch. So then the drill press could make its mark and then I could put the template on it and it would do it. This seems like, tedious. It was ridiculous. I blew up a router. Like it was it was dumb. I finished it in my works uh shop. Like I, I finished it on, on like my company's tools because I like <laughs> literally like blew up the router I had. It like started smoking. And, oh no. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty cool. And uh Yeah, I don't know. It's probably it's my favorite downhill mold I've ever stood on. So Which one? The the one that like all the downhill boards came out of, like some eyeboard and like muffs and all. It's only one mold. Oh yeah, that one. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's all the same mold? Mm-hmm. No shit. Well, I guess they're just kind of cut, like, the sides. Yeah, the way it's cut out makes a huge difference. So I learned yeah. that from working at Comet. They only had two fucking molds. Whoa. In- <laughs> industry secrets. <laughs> like, the shape makes so much of a difference. And then, like, for downhill, honestly, you don't want that much concave, really. Yeah. I'm going to find out after all the tinkering through, like, the 2010s. Like, you don't need any of that shit. Like, no, the- isn't Zach's board flat? Like Zach Madam's board, isn't it basically flat? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the mids board I ride is flat. Yeah, the mids boards are pretty much flat. They have the tiny little bit of like upturn at the edge, but like, like yeah. I will say though that the the muff board that shape I did like my best skating on. I should like probably go back to it, but I'm at this point. I'm just. I would skate know. the mids board if I had it. I made a modern slalom board for myself uh, when the pandemic hit, and it's a really sick board, but it's scary you can only go fast and I don't... <laughs> there's there's no putting on a board like that and i can only putt so it's good to have in your arsenal though just you know yeah if anyone wants to buy it though <laughs> <laughs> i probably won't really skate it again. board for sale cool to look at no that board's sick you got it uh isn't it pressed red yeah i dyed it red um and i uh dex hooked me up with a, the discount on the smokies because I tried to get rogues from Rolo and uh, he was like, oh, sorry, man. Like we don't have any and there's, I don't know when the next run is. It's like, oh, whatever. I'll hit up decks. Like he put in the time. I'm sure the design's good too. Like two days after I ordered the trucks through decks, Rolo put up the pre-order for the next run of rogues. Yeah. Like, God damn it. This is within a week. Like you knew what was happening. Come on. (laughs) And they sell out in like a day. They sell out day of. Yeah. Oh, whatever. It skates good. It's just, like I said, I probably need to just skate a double kick with Indy 160 <laughs> instead <laughs> yeah. of 20-inch wheel days. Yeah. Keep it real. Now, the the dissonant boards are incredible. And we were talking in Ed's interview, too. Like, one of the hardest, like, team edits all time. And just, like the like, the dissonant team was just, like, went so hard. And also, I wanted to bring up your, uh, this is just kind of off kilter a little bit, but your video part, I thought it was in the, it wasn't in the dissonant video. It was in, uh, the APB volume one Yeah. on, uh, um, oh my God, what's that road? Uh, fuck what it Grove Cove. Yeah. On Grove Cove. Grove Cove. Yeah. I've never seen anyone go that fast into that 
bottom like left 90 thing ever i don't know what made me figure out that i could do it <laughs> i don't it's insane that like i don't want to figure that out the best no part way. is the the follow footy um so i didn't make the corner <laughs> and i i had meant to do like some like real toe side slubs like but through you, the right bend and they just didn't want to work so it's like fuck it <laughs> story of my life dude insane fuck up the toe side and say fuck it and go for it and just eat it <laughs> no it, but there is the clip from the actual corner like like sitting there where i, I do make it you do like, make it like i made it a bunch of times it's just it's an almost impossible line that you shouldn't do it is it is an impossible <laughs> line i don't know how you do it but it's so sick Anyways, I thought I got a little sidetracked. That's not from the dissonant video. No, I, I am. But. That's one of probably one of my best video parts. I'm pretty proud of that. And it was filmed like after work, like in like three days. Yep. <laughs> so sick. Like, I, I wore the same flannel for Rick so that like it would look consistent. Oh, yeah, like multiple days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's so sick. No, I really enjoyed that. No, the team was just like we had the uh, release party. Or you yeah. had the release party for us yeah, at that brewery? Yeah, we, we borderline got kicked out of that brewery. <laughs> I didn't go back for a long time. I was like very like afraid to go back. That uh, was that was so cool. Yeah, we had the band playing. My that was the, that was honestly the best party I've ever thrown. Yeah, that was, that was the best sick. party I've ever thrown in my life. Like having my buddies band like so that band that played Danny the drummer and uh, Harley the bass player and key player are like some of my best friends of all time. Like, um, like I went to kindergarten, like I know Danny from kindergarten and we went to college together and like Harley I'd known since high school and is just like, I don't know. I texted her like last week, but, uh, yeah. Having their band come from Richmond to like, and they're like a big Richmond band. Like they're like, they sell out bars in Richmond and they came down to play that shit. Like it was awesome. That was so cool. Yeah. Uh, I'll never throw a party that good again. Probably because probably kids, but still. <laughs> Can't have a rager like that with like toddlers in the house trying to sleep. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, geez. Can I spend the night at your house? I don't even know. Who knows? I might have just slept outside on the ground or something. It's hard to say. but. Well, I'm surprised <laughs> no, one, no one made the call in about... Uh, the time that I passed out at my own party at the fire and they, they dragged me up and I like slept on this, my back stairs, like sitting up. Uh, like I woke up at dawn with like someone's sleeping bag wrapped around me. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and apparently Bailey had tried to drag me into the house and I was like combative and they were like, all right, fuck it. You can sleep here. And like gave me a sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> you were being combative. Jesus. Well, I think it was more yeah, like, we, fuck you, I can sleep out here if I want. Like, not, you know, not like trying to fight them, but just like, my house, I don't care. Anthony throws good parties. It wasn't his, that wasn't his best party because they're all the best. <laughs> <laughs> Play some whiskey slaps. Yeah. Thank you, Australian roller derby girl, for bringing that into the mix. Um, yeah. Well, Anthony, um, I think it's about getting to that time. I got uh, just some questions I'm going to run through. All right, let's do it. And see how you feel about them. I ask everyone these. So first one. 42. Round... What? 
Is the answer 42? <laughs> 42 millimeters? So round lip wheel? Square <laughs> lip or round lips? 42? Square lip or round lip? <laughs> uh, round lips these days. Hell yeah. Um, open roads or neighborhood runs? Oh, that's a tough one. These days, neighborhood roads, but there is definitely something about staring into the void, though, that you, yeah, I don't know. It's a young man's game. They're both good options, so. It depends, though. I mean, Elk's an open road, no, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just do whatever you want on it. So, so which one, though? I'll go neighborhoods. All right. I'll do big slides and, and putt. Respect. Let's see. If you had to pick an all-star lineup of friends to go out skating with, who are you picking and where are you going? So this one I, I have been thinking about. Um, and there's two answers, I think. One is like the current like life choices. And, uh, oh, I like this. Yeah. No, like, like right now, if, if we go do it like this weekend or whatever, I definitely want to have like, uh, David Booby and Garrett and probably Kevin Kang. Hell yeah. Like, dude, so, you know, uh, Garrett sent his like sponsor me thing to me or I answered it or anything. And his, his sponsor me video was his run on can. (laughs) <laughs> which everyone needs to go watch right now stop watching or stop listening or watching and go look up garrett's run on can i think it yeah it's it like, might be on agp it's like garrett can raw or something like that and it was way too early for how gnarly that was like it's not okay yeah that was that the was other thing that was ago. you know kevin has a run from the same day that like is just as gnarly he falls to his hand like twice instead of like making it all stand up and it's but like i love garrett he makes everything look like perfect and like got bored so he skated mini boards and then like the luke nose walker for everything and now he just surfs and bikes but like yeah you know like he's an enigma <laughs> kevin kang though like i would follow him down runs and forget to like skate because i would be watching him and just be like this is beautiful like yeah <laughs> it's like oh shit i gotta slide <laughs> you like, just want to witness yeah like i'm just watching it just like oh yeah that's how you should slide into that corner oh fuck i need to slide into that corner um so that's probably like you know if we could do that now where would we go yeah where are you going oh man yeah i don't know like a like a classic like lure loop can yeah. toucan like rocky yeah you know oh, that'd be so cool um i think that'd be fun as hell the other answer though is getting the ogs together from like a decade ago and throwing like bono and like pat shep and keith and like fuck throw nino in the van too i mentioned nino nino is a huge inspiration he's an og baltimore skater um oh yeah he'd always be a ditch slap and other events he's on the pdx bus a lot he's a good dude um shout out nino yeah fuck yeah nino yeah and for that just go and do a classic virginia loop go hit mordor less door 
Moyers, which is the real run. Like, you know Reddish? Mm-hmm. Like, 10 minutes away is, like, one of my all-time favorite downhill runs. Isn't this raw? Is this raw run? Mm-hmm. Or a dry run? Dry run, I mean? yeah. The worst part is, dude, so when we filmed the first video there for Skatesgiving, I lost my board on that road. I still don't know what the fuck happened. Did you fall in it? No. No, it, like, we had a, uh, a thing that uh, went into the hitch of the van that we put all our boards in at the end of the run, and I think it fell out, and it just went off the side of the road, like, into the woods. And my grip tape at that time was old um, industrial belt sander, like, from, like, a three-foot-wide, like, industrial belt sander thing. And uh, it basically looked like the forest, so I had no chance of finding my board. <laughs> Uh, I literally had to, like I had brought an extra set of trucks and plenty of wheels with me and like another set of bearings, um, but I didn't have another board, so I had Jason overnight aboard to Blacksburg, Virginia for me. Like he even like chopped it like the way I had, I had had my board chopped and like squirted some finish on it and mailed it to me. But uh, that road that road's all time. I think Emily's got a, a good couple runs on it too filmed. It's a sick road. It's a good one. And then there's the breastworks. That that was the like southernmost one on the loop. And that is awesomely banked. There's some good old footage on that. You get tractor trailers going up it, even though it's just like a double yellow. Um it's got a right hairpin that looks like the Gooch. Um I thought uh, that, out in Colorado. I saw a video and I was like, Oh, they went to they, it, they it must looks have been just in Colorado. like that that road in Golden. Um but it is no in Virginia. And at the top was a Confederate um, entrenchment. And there's all of these like signs for it. There's like a little trail with like a historical thing. But it's just like a big sign that just says Confederate Breastworks with a like one of the old like typeface like hands pointing to where the trail is. <laughs> so he's called it Breastworks. Um, yeah, there's there's some good clips from that road from back in the day. It's like two slides and just like grip and rip and like we would just cut lanes because for some reason like it's an old wagon trail but they like some of it the lanes were like two lanes wide even though it's just like a single double yellow single lane and so like you cut the lanes through chicanes and it'd just be awesome it's good times i saw it i saw one of those vids i don't know if it was on your channel or there's probably a bunch of kids of the future ones yeah i think so like I think the Looked yeah the, the one when Nico was there they went and skated and he was like this is my favorite road I don't know why you guys skate other roads <laughs> it's just like so banked and fun. All right, I got another question. Uh, best road. Best road. Best road. Like all time. All time. Oh shit. Oh, I'm not prepared for that. Sorry. No. Like, <laughs> I want to say paradise because it's easy to say paradise. That's a good one. It's like, I mean, the payment's good. Or, I mean, it was good. I've been there in a long time. It's yeah, probably it's still good. Yeah. Like, and I don't know. It's just, it's got what you need. You go fast, you slide, there's gripping parts. Like, not too long, but still long enough. Yeah. Honestly, it would be the best race course. Like, it would be the gnarliest race course if you could do it right, like, with enough protection. It would be, like, 
just like put some nets up or something. <laughs> like it's really yeah. wide, but if you go off, you're like flying off a cliff. Yeah. All right. Best style. Best style. I mean, I already said Kevin Kang. Yeah. Byron Essert always had the best style. Um, dude, uh, I think David Boubier now. Hell yeah. He's really come into his own, and it's sick. For sure. Um, who's the GOAT? Who's the GOAT? Probably Garrett. Yeah, I accept that answer. <laughs> I don't know anyone else that got so bored with it that they were like, oh no, I'm just going to skate a mini board on our entire trip out to uh, Pigeon Forge. <laughs> like, who the fuck does that? That's just dumb. That's Garrett for you. Yeah. Or like, after that, he skated the Luke Nosewalker for like a year. Yeah, went the, went the opposite way. Yeah. It's like a five foot long board or something insane. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, Garrett's the man. Well, yeah, what... What are you up to these days? What's what's Anthony 2023 life look like? Uh, a whole lot of carpentry and taking care of two toddlers. Hell yeah. Um trying to squeeze in work on the property when I can. He's uh, got a, he's got a barn we're about to burn down to the ground. Actually, you know, I'll I'll, I'll let you know we we just actually scheduled uh Holly's parents to watch the kids for I think next Sunday if you want to come burn a bunch of barnwood. Oh, I've got two walls and then a couple, uh, a little bit of framing left to demo, and uh, all the non-usable stuff's getting burned. So, <laughs> all right, we are actually burning I'll be there. <laughs> but no, I don't know. I got really into the homestead. I've got like fifty some grapevines, like all the berries, ten fruit trees. Started planting nut trees. Yeah, I don't know. Gonna plant a whole bunch of heirloom squash and beans this year. You know the exciting things in life. It's so awesome. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anthony we, and Holly got a cool spot going on. We had to get a bunch more chickens. Our chickens got wrecked this fall. Oh no! We, we were letting them free range um, after the growing season ends to like let them go through the whole yard, and uh, we forgot to close the door one night, and like four or five chickens got got. Oh. And, uh, I mean, they were all pretty old, so, like, most of them weren't going to lay this year anyway. But <laughs> Holly found the livestock auction, and now we got twice as many chickens as we thought because she didn't realize she won some, <laughs> won an auction that she bid on that she thought she lost. So <laughs> we, got, we got a whole bunch of chickens again, and it's pretty cool. How many chickens? It's like 14. Oh! Yeah. Nice. Uh-huh. You know, we go through a dozen eggs a weekend, so it'll work out, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> That's legit. Yeah. Yeah, you you y'all have cultivated a really cool uh living space and I love coming over. It's always fun. Yeah, y'all hoping to really, build a mini really ramp fun. too. Oh, that would set it off. Because that, that barn space is that area is so big. So it's going to be a greenhouse and then like a shed big enough to put the mowers and stuff in. And then the like back part of it is supposed to be a mini ramp. That's going to take a few years, but yeah, but it's, it's in the works. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you got anything else you'd like to add. 
any last notes or uh, any shout outs or yeah, thank yous of any kind or Jason Salfie's the man he's uh yeah you can go find lots of people saying that through different mediums uh Ian Kamishin from Quebec is honestly he is a mentor too he's He's doing cool shit. He's uh, spearheading the whole 3D house printing things right now. He also runs Whoa. a uh, wind turbine company. He's a cool dude. He uh, he subsidized skateboards with wind turbines. It's awesome. That's that's how like Emily got paid for her pro model and stuff. Is like the wind turbine company made the money and like uh, you know he just paid to make the skateboards happen. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Like, Ian's the man. That's a that's super rad. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I don't know, I guess that's it. Yeah, well, I really appreciate you coming over and uh, talking about your uh, your longboard career and your life and just all these funny stories that we that we all share. Yeah, hopefully it's all coherent. <laughs> <laughs> or you have any idea what I'm talking about. No, it was, it was a good time. I appreciate it again. Thank you, Anthony, for coming on. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Dan. All right. Over and out.